following podcast is recorded and produced by the Podcast Precinct in affiliation with the network at BICBP-radio.com. The Podcast Precinct. Consistency. Creativity. Culture. Welcome back, everybody, to another exciting episode of Stories from the Sidelines. First episode in a while. It's been a while. I think it's been about a month since my last episode. So welcome back, everybody. And since we are kicking back, uh, coming off of a nice hiatus, we got to do it right with our special guest, uh, returning guest for the second time, Mr. Frank Estrangio. Frank, how we doing? Hi, Coach. How are you? Good, good. Welcome back. Glad to have you back. Um I know a lot of times I'll just I'll send people text messages like day of two days of like, uh, you got time. Can you come on? Can you come on? And sure enough, Frank was nice enough um, to say, of course, you know, next week I'll be on. So uh, glad you're back and uh, we're going to have a ball. Coach, I had so much fun doing this the last time. I, uh, I love doing it. And you know that I have tons of time always. So. It's not a big deal. <laughs> Listen, I tell you, I think I said this last time, and I'll say it again. Um, some of my guests, they come on, and after I'm like, you know, you you should have your own show. You should have your own show. I'm Ugh, telling you. Between I, between you, I'm sure your brother, you, you, uh, plenty of topics to talk about. It's uh, You have a great voice for radio. I mean, it, you should have your own show. Thanks, Coach. Very flattering, but I, I – uh... I strive to live up to you. You're 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 awesome at this. You're good at it. You um, the conversation always flows very easily, and uh, you're very knowledgeable on a wide array of subjects. So, uh, you know, with me, the one thing I have is a lot of stories because unique things happen in in the Absolutely. business that I'm in, and 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 just in life in general. So that's always fun to share. But. Um, thank you. I appreciate it. And I appreciate you having me on. It's this is a lot of fun. No, absolutely. And in fact, talking about the business journey to, uh, Antonio's, you know, we had our banquet there, uh, to cap off, uh, a, an amazing, uh, girls soccer season at Niagara Wheatfield also had the section six, um, banquet there as well. Um, Antonio's in, uh, Niagara Falls, uh, what's well, Niagara Falls or Niagara Wheatfield? It's Niagara Falls, right? Niagara Falls. Niagara Falls. Yeah. Um, I always forget where the line is yeah. between the falls, Wheatfield, the all basically the, the same airport. area. The is airport. the airport the boundary? Yeah, right around there. Um, but anyways, Antonio's, um, that was my first time at the banquet hall. And it was, I mean, the food was amazing. Awesome. The atmosphere was amazing. It was fantastic. Uh, thank you so much for hosting us there. I mean, but it was, uh, we definitely got to get a little shout out, a uh, little plug you want to do for Antonio's. Th- thanks. Uh, uh, shameless plugs are always welcome. No, absolutely. Um, yeah, we've, uh, we've had the banquet hall for about 20 years. We're in the, we're in the hotel business in Niagara Falls, but, uh, 20 years ago we decided to open a banquet facility and, uh, share our food and family recipes with the world. And, um, we have the capacity to do up to 500 plus people, but we can also do a lot of smaller events. And, um, 
you know, we love hosting events for the community and for the, the kids especially. And whatever we can do for the kids, we're always all in for that. So Absolutely. And uh, give us a little contact information. Where's the address? Where's... Awesome. Thank you. The AntoniosBanquet.com is the, is the website. You can find us on Facebook. Our phone number is 716-283-7444. But, um, yeah, that's the local tie. We, we also own the Quality Inn and the Wingate Hotel, and we're building a new hotel called the Cambria. Cambria by Choice Hotels. Okay. Uh, downtown Niagara Falls, and that'll have a bar and a restaurant as well. So we're... Um, Beautiful. Looking forward to that coming up and running. Thanks. And uh, yeah, like I said, it's in all my years of coaching, it was a, I mean, top-notch banquet facility. Uh, the food, and it's funny, um, I'm, and I'm sure you're the same way. There are very few Italian restaurants, very few Italian places that I'll go to because, I, at least for me, you're always comparing it to your mom's sauce. Okay, you're always right. comparing it to Nonna sauce. And can I tell you that the food was top-notch out of this world was was fantastic especially the sauce very good that's humbling thank you coach i i appreciate that but honestly that is the best compliment that we get is you know people say i don't eat sauce outside mm-hmm. of my house except for yours yes and we do hear that a lot and it's not you know it's a, obviously we're, i'm bragging a little bit but as we well feel, you should you know the thing is this we uh we take a lot of pride in it we a lot of care and Everything is from scratch. So the sauce is made weekly from scratch. And, you know, and, and uh, right now, the only person that makes the sauce is my brother, and he's the, the sauce connoisseur. So right now, it's all Tony. I'll give it to him. He's, he's the chef, and uh, he does a great job with it. You know, and the funny thing is, like, we went to school. I'm an accountant. He's an accountant. We went to school for, you know, this is all just we, we learned it because we opened the business, right? Mm-hmm. So we're we're doing our thing, running businesses, and then we'll go in the kitchen and help, uh, you know, we do it all. When you own your own business, you're kind of a slave to the business. Yeah. If I have to bust tables or wash dishes, I don't do that as much anymore. A lot, a lot of <laughs> In the, the early days. A in lot the early of the soccer days. players do now, though. <laughs> and we have a lot of the, the, the boys help out in the kitchen a lot of the girls help out on the floor it's it's awesome it's really cool yeah and it's it's fantastic and you can tell there's a lot of time um attention put into there and like i said it was it was fantastic and uh hopefully we'll be celebrating another uh, another banquet there next year with the same results that we had this year very kind coach very kind no no my pleasure um before we get into our wheat field uh recap um i'm gonna come in hot Thank goodness the Bills are back on track. Uh, the last time we talked, uh, not 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 so much. Yeah. They were they were a little they were trying to find their way, um, but it looks like they've got everything back on track. Looked like uh, can we say it now? Maybe the coaching change helped the the Ken Dorsey. You know what? I I was skeptical. I didn't know what would happen. I, going back to that, I think that's that's a, a great take. Uh, I um. At the time, they needed to find their way. And I feel like that team was there all along. It was always something to shoot themselves in the foot. They've ha- they'd have a great drive, and they'd have a holding penalty. They'd have a great drive, and somebody would drop a pass, and it would fall right in a defender's hand, big pick six or whatever yeah. it is. And those little mistakes would kill overall. Because they, if you look at the stats – Especially oh, offensively. Top five offense. Right. Even our defense has been keeping us they in just, games. They just blew some very winnable games with 
whether it was a coaching error, whether it was a bad scheme. And what I think has happened, and I think you made the point, maybe the coaching change was it. What I think they've figured out is not to be stubborn with this is how we're going to play. Yes. Look at what the opponent is giving you and adjust and, and attack that. The last game, Dallas went with mostly dime personnel. They, they were small, and they, they ran at the, the, the little people, and they ran them over. And and that was smart. When with Dorsey, they probably never would have done that. Josh would have been in shotgun the whole game, and, and it would have been a lot of three and outs, a lot of outs. incomplete passes. And can I tell you, it was I I can't remember a Bills game where they just ran it down their throat. I mean, we're going back to maybe the Thurman Thomas, Kenneth Davis days. I agree. I yeah. mean, and it was it was so much fun to watch. Don't get me wrong. I love a nice air attack. Me too. <laughs> uh, you, you love to see the 30-yard, 40-yard passes downfield. But, man, it was just so much fun seeing them give it to Cook in 7-yard pickup, 10-yard pickup, 12-yard. Yeah. I mean, just That's consistent. And to me, the, the tone was set on that first, I think it was the first uh, – it was the first drive, but I think it was the first first down where they the entire offensive line just pushed Cook probably like three or four or five yards right. to get that first first down of the game, and you could it was just what a tone setter. You, you said I'm, it. You it said was it was just we, you're not gonna bully us around. We don't care. You're gonna have to tackle all of us. Yeah. Like it was just it was perfect. We're gonna punch in the mouth. Try to stop us. And yeah. that's what they did. And they just kept doing it until maybe they would change. They didn't change. So we kept doing it. Y- you're right. The Bills don't do that. They just throw, throw, throw. And, and, and look, that's the, the modern NFL. You have to be, have a good quarterback and you have to be able to throw to be successful. But you also have to be able to diversify and take what the defense gives you to achieve your goal. Oh, and, for sure. And uh, they did just that. It was awesome. And if you would have told me that – Josh Allen was only going to throw for, what, 96 yards, 94 yards. I'm like, okay, how much did we lose by? But it was it was fantastic. And, again, it's, it just goes to show just that they can adapt to it. And um, Micah Parsons, it was funny, earlier in the week uh, before the game, he made a comment about Josh Allen, you know, being the uh, the the crazy guy playing backyard football where – He's going to run. He's going to do this. But like, he's not going to let him try to do that against us. Let him try to. And he sure enough did it against them. And they didn't really put up much. Yeah. Mike apart. They, he was, they, he was non-existent. Non-existent. And we were talking about this. Uh, a couple teachers at, uh, at my school, we were talking about this earlier today. And, and I'm not taking anything against him. He is a fantastic player. He's oh, a great, awesome. great player. Whether he's lined up on the end as a, as a lineman, whether he's lined up as a linebacker. Great player. Take nothing away from him. But he has a lot of comparisons, and I've heard a lot of people make comparisons to him with uh, Lawrence Taylor. Right. But in my in my opinion, the biggest difference between him and Lawrence Taylor, Micah Parsons would go after the quarterback. If he didn't go after the quarterback, you know, if, the, if he missed the running back, okay, he missed the running back. Lawrence Taylor would go after the quarterback. If they ran the ball, if he missed the running back, Lawrence Taylor was chasing the running back down three yards, four yards, five yards after the play, and he would get that running back, you know, whether, you know, whether he was supposed to or not. Micah Parsons is awesome. He's not LT. (laughs) He's not LT. He's not LT. Uh, But, yeah, you're right. He's a great player. Uh, Going back to Josh, this is what I love about him. So unselfish, right? Yes. It's not about his stats. I better throw the ball. Just wants to win. Yes. He just wants to win. And whatever it takes, he'll do that. That That's shown when he's, you know, it's third and seven and he'll carry 
tacklers to try to get that first down and not go out of bounds or if I need to hand the ball off and run to win the game that's what I'm going to do yes. and that's and that's what all team sports are about there's no me there's we right we say it we we t- probably talked about this the last time I'm mm-hmm. sure but when everybody buys in to a common goal and it's not about my stats because to me the biggest stats stat is the W oh for sure right that's what you're playing for toward when you're playing a team game this isn't tennis right yeah like obviously you want to score goals you want to score touchdowns you want to throw for everybody wants to achieve but it has to be within the framework of the team goal we're all working in one direction like i said it's not me it's we yep and i think that's why it kind of takes me to a little point about uh steph diggs and honestly especially at the beginning of the year i think he's been getting a bad rep or whatever where it was, I think people perceive that I'm always throwing a diva tantrum. He's being a diva wide receiver. He's not happy because he's not. No, I think his overall point was, listen, I don't care if I get one catch or 10 catches a game. I don't care if I get 10 yards or 200 yards a game. I just want to win. And what we're doing right now, it's we're winning, but we're not at the ultimate goal. We keep stumbling in the playoffs. We keep stumbling at the championship. We keep stumbling here. He was getting frustrated because, and again, we don't know what's going on in the locker room. We see, we see all, we don't see all their hard work, their preparation. We see three hours on a Sunday, right? That's it. Right. As fans. And that's all we're supposed to see. I think he was onto something and maybe it was Dorsey. Maybe it was whatever, that, listen, what we're doing is not working. We are progressively getting worse as an right. offense. Worse, worse. We've got to change, and we're not changing, and it's pissing me off that we're not changing. Right. So let's. So I think that's what I, I, I always took at it. He wasn't, he's not throwing a tantrum. Well, okay, I guess you can say he's throwing a tantrum, but it's not a me tantrum. It's a we need to win. Right. We need to change something up. I and, agree. And I'm, I'm fine with players doing that. Right. They want to win, right? He wants to win, and maybe it's give me the ball because in his mind, if you give me the ball, I know we can win. But also, you don't see him complaining the last couple weeks where he's gotten two passes, four passes, whatever it is. Uh, So he's not – because they're winning, right? So I think – I agree with you. I don't think it is, you know, a diva, I want the ball because I want my stats and I want to go to the Pro Bowl – he wants to win. And in that, I know I'm a, one of the best receivers in the NFL. Use me. Yeah. Use me. Whether it's and as we'll a decoy, win. a receiver, or right. whatever. Right. And um, one thing I, I say about him, if if you look, whether it's Davis, Shakir, um, any of the receivers, when they get a touchdown, he's, if not if he's not the first, he's always yep. the second one right in their face, congratulating them, giving them high, celebrate with them. I just... I wish this year he he could, and I think he's kind of starting to get rid of that bad rep that he had. But I, I don't, I don't understand it. I don't see it, and I think it was definitely not deserved. And his teammates always back him up, oh, so for you sure. know that you know. Sometimes if you don't have something nice to say, you won't say anything at all. Yeah. But they do. They they back him up and say, "Nah, he is a team guy. He is one of you know." So they yeah. they love the guy. So um, you know, even through all that, Josh had his back. So. You know, I, I, I agree. I think he is – he's obviously a very talented player, so that helps. But I think that it's just a desire to win. And that's, uh, you know, look, 
We've waited all our lives for these. Uh, just right? one. I saw just a, one. I saw a Sabres license plate, and it just said, just one before I die, something mm-hmm. like that. And uh, we'll take one. Just let just, us get just, one. Just one. <laughs> and uh, speaking of that, I'll, I'll do a little, I guess, a little preemptive hot seat question. Um, you were obviously like me. You were around for the four Super Bowls. Yep. You were around. Um, I guess I'll pose a little question here. If we had to go through another four straight Super Bowl losses, but after that, say two, three years after that, after those four more straight Super Bowl losses, you get one. Okay. You're guaranteed, guaranteed. one. You're so, guaranteed one. Would you take that? I, or would you just, hey, I'm going to let this, I'm, I'm going to go in whatever. Take our chances. Take well, our that's chances. That's really good because, see, you're not saying I win the first one now and then lose four in a no, row. No, you're saying you... I would take that in a second. Oh, absolutely. Right? But now you're saying I got to wait seven years before and, the one. And you've got to go through another mm. four years. So, in theory, that would be. There's the Buffalo Bills again. Eight Super Bowl losses. Ugh. Eight Super back two time four peat losers in the Super Bowl. But I'm guaranteed. But you're a guaranteed. Super Bowl say after that, like maybe two years after the. So so we'll say six years from now, you're guaranteed a Super Bowl. But okay. you got to go through all that embarrassment, all right. that this that. I I um. Or based, you could just write it out. Based on my life, I would take it. But <laughs> I will say this. I do believe, without any guarantees, this team has the makeup to be able to do it, especially if they were completely healthy on defense. Look what they're doing on defense with all of the injuries that they've had. Oh, yeah. Matt Milano is one of the best linebackers in the league, and uh, Daquan Jones was dominant, right? Which they're saying, I mean, they opened up his window today. Yes. He could be back. That's big. That's big, because that defensive line controls a lot. That last game, they dominated that game. Ed Oliver is like he's, a uh, beast. he's like an all pro all of a sudden. He's and just unbelievable. Everybody at the beginning, why are you giving him so much money? Why you, uh, worth two, every penny? Two years, even next year, that that deal that they struck is going to look like such a bargain, uh, like that we've got him for nothing. Yeah, um, and it's fantastic. But yeah, it's and if you look at the season with all the injuries the defense have had, it hasn't been the defense that has let them down. Oh. Only well, a couple games. Late in games. Yes. So they've played well all game, and then when they need the stop in the fourth quarter, then in those games that were close, like against Denver, for mm-hmm. example, or New England, then all of a sudden they faltered. But I don't think – I think it was overthinking. And I think it was – that takes me to my point. I've banged the drum on this a few times. Is it the defense, or is it when we need a stop, especially when we need to just hold them to a field goal, it's prevent. Then prevent, don't break. Back. It prevents we you break. from winning, and it, and it has. And Instead of playing the same defense you've played exactly. all day game that has stopped them all game, not, don't worry about the one over the top. If it happens, it happens. Yeah. Play, you've stopped them all game. They haven't done it. So now why are you worried about exactly. it then? It's the, it's the 13 seconds all over again, yep. right? It's exactly what happened there. They changed. All of a yes. sudden, they started doing things differently. Why? Uh, uh, harken back to the greatest comeback in NFL history. The Bills thought they had to play this this defense, and Houston was throwing all over them. All of a sudden, they said, we're just going to put our best players on the field and play our base defense, and then they started stopping them. Yeah. Right? So sometimes these these coaches, uh, maybe it was Dorsey, a lot of the offensive coaches, they, they overthink, and they think you have to fool 
And I remember Jim Kelly saying one time, we basically had about 20 plays. We just did it better than everybody else. That was it. Yep. It was just simple. Do what you're supposed to do. We know we have more talent than you. Try to stop us. Yeah. Right. And that's my uh, – I, I like McDermott as a coach, but that's my number one knock on him and maybe my only knock on him is and, – and you take this back even to their first playoff game against Houston when they finally broke the drought. It was in overtime. Well, let's back off, back off, yeah. back off. Yeah. You know, they get in field goal range. Let's back – 13 seconds, let's back off, let's play conservative, let's play conservative, let's play conservative. We saw it about three times this year in the Jets game, the beginning of the year, the Denver game. I mean, it's at some point you either have to learn that I can't do this anymore or this job isn't for you. Right. And it's – I'm hoping, you know, it seems like the last couple games, particularly in the Kansas City game – where they needed a drive, he didn't pull back, pull back, pull back. He actually went after them. And I'm sorry, I don't. I, I thought it was hilarious that Kansas City is crybabying oh. over that. There's no team it, in the NFL who's gotten more calls over the last five. I years. need a warning. I need a warning. A warning. I need a, a warning. Look, I played high school football. Right, we didn't have a soccer team in Niagara Catholic. We went through that, so I played football and I learned how to play football. The first thing they taught us at a, as a receiver. You get to the line of scrimmage, and you turn, and you point to the ref to make sure you're lined up. Now, this is Niagara Catholic High School football, and they taught it. You turn, you point to the ref, am I okay? And they'll tell you if you're okay or not, but you have to ask them. It's not their job. Or at least look. Look look at them, right? And then they'll give you a thumbs up or whatever. The other thing, they went so far as to, we weren't allowed to keep our hands down to our side because you have a tendency to wave your yeah. hands back and forth. And sometimes referees will call you off sides because your hands are over the line. Yep. So we used to have to ha- put our hands on our hips when we would be in the starting position, right? But we would always look over to the ref. This is a professional football player. Not once did he look over to the ref and say, am I okay? Because had he done that, the ref would have said, you better back up. Yeah. Or, or no, you're good. But he didn't. It's not the ref's job to tell you to back up. I got to go fix everybody. Should he go tell the left guard, "Hey, don't hold on this play"? Yeah, don't. Uh, and and it's not like it wasn't like it was a subjective call. Like you're a coach, I'm a coach. You've argued against calls. I've argued against calls. Whether it's this, but for the most part, penalties are subjective. Was that offside? Was that the pass interference? I, was right? that pass interference? Did he hold? Opinion. Did he this? There was nothing subjective about it. It was clearly I mean, outside. Not it's not like okay, his toenail was over the line. Jesus Christ, he was like a yard, <laughs> yard and a half. It was so. Clear. I think one of one of the ESPN guys said, like he was lined up as a linebacker." But it was a good play. Yeah. <laughs> so you and, shouldn't. Have, and that so, was so, and that such, was so comical, so ridiculous. And I'm surprised <laughs> they didn't hammer Mahomes on it more. Where he was, well, okay, he was offsides, but it, uh, but it arguably, are you kidding? But what? I don't care. It, it didn't really, it, affect, it didn't the really play. affect the well, play. Okay, so Bull. the Bills beat Denver because the twelve men in the field. It didn't really, affect the play. Didn't really affect the play. We didn't get in. It's not like we blocked it. it. We should. It, we had fourteen on there. Who cares? That's right. Whatever. It's it's, it's, it's a play is a play. ridiculous argument. Again, <laughs> I could see if if they called a holding or if they missed clearly a, a, a pass interference or something. Right. Sure, argue, Frederick. There. The only one Mahomes and Reed should have been furious about was at Tony, the receiver. Yeah, exactly. You, and, They're and letting him off the hook. And not only that, he did it again this week. 
pass right in his hand. Well, the ref should have reminded him to catch the ball. Oh, of course. <laughs> of course. It wasn't his fault. Hit him right in his hand, bounced off his head, went into the re- defensive back, into the Detroit game. Cost him the game because he had three or four drops. One turned into an interception. That's I mean, why the Giants traded him, because oh he God. makes those bonehead mistakes. He's... And again, I don't know if something's in his head. I don't know yeah. if he's not focused. I don't. I don't. I think know he's a good player. I think he's a good player. He's got all the talent. He messed up. Accept it. Move on. Yeah. That's it. Especially, Kansas City has gotten the benefit of the doubt just in last year's Super Bowl that the PI call, right? Yeah. So the, um, they always get the benefit of the doubt when they don't one time shut his mouth and that's it. Now, refs are human beings. Yeah. You start attacking them like that. Now they're going to scrutinize yeah. him even more, and I'm glad. Good. Well, you know what he comes across. He he looks like he looks like the high school player who always wins, always wins, always wins. But then, okay, you lose a game here, you lose another game here, you lose another game that you're not supposed to, and you just you don't know how to lose. Right. You don't know how to react. You start throwing tantrums. You start. It's his fault. It's his fault. It's his fault. It's his. Right. It's his. Dude, you're a great player. You're on pace to arguably be one of the best, you know, of all times. But start handling losses. I get it. You're, you're, what is he, six years in the league, seven years in the league? I get it. You haven't had a season like this where you've had some adversity. Is this how you're going to act? Yeah, is right. You're just going to crumble? What do you teach the kids? We talked about this last time. Win with class, lose with grace. It, it, it's Or win with grace, lose with class. Either way, just be classy. He went to shake hands with, uh, and he's still, uh, with Josh Allen. He's He didn't say yeah. good game. He's, he's bitching about the call. Yeah. What did Josh Allen have to do with that? That's that's sportsmanship. That goes to character oh, to me. Oh, for sure. I know it was in the heat of the moment, but... He's a professional athlete, yeah. man, and that's a guy who just went to war with you, and you 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 shake hands and you say good game no matter what. It doesn't 100%. matter. We've lost some tough games on tough calls all over the board, and, you know, inside you're eating. Oh, yeah, right? inside you're, you're angry at the ref, and I, you still go shake hands with the ref and say, you know, I disagree with you, but good game. Yep. What am I going to do? The other coach? You know, it's a yeah. good game. That's it. Especially somebody who, you know, they're considered friends and this and that. And yeah. They, and they whatever. Yeah, that was, you know, that, that, that left a bad taste in my mouth. Yeah. There's right been, so, like you said, there's been so many times, especially after, you know, you've been coaching a while. You know all the coaches. You run into that yeah. guy. And you, you inside, you're like, <laughs> you mother. <laughs> but outside, hey, great game. Great game. We'll, we'll see you next week. That's we'll all. see you whatever. We'll give you our you best know. next time. Yeah. That's all. It's, and, and life goes on. That's it. I mean, at the end of the day, um, I, you, Herm Edwards, you play to win the game. That's why you're there. Yeah. You know, don't, you know, I, 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 I feel like my whole life, my whole thing is about kindness, being kind to everybody. But don't mistake kindness for weakness. Oh, right? for sure. You, you, when you're a competitor, you want to compete. You want to give everything you have and you try to win. But sometimes the other team on the other side is just better than you that day, right? And it just happens. So then you accept that and then you shake hands and you say, okay, you beat me today because I don't care. In the history of the world, I don't know one team, maybe the Harlem Globetrotters. There is no team that is undefeated in their history. Everybody's going to get beat sometime. Even the Generals got to win sometimes. I, know, I think they did. I think they actually did once. But my point is, unless it's fixed, it's uh, 
you're going to lose. So you lose gracefully, and then you know what you do? You work hard to come back and try harder next time. That's oh, all. for That's sure. That's all you do. So 100%. And hopefully that, that message comes across to the kids, and they learn that in life, that you leave everything on the field, and that is a metaphor for life. If you're in school, give everything you have for that test. If you're in business, give everything you if you have a banquet, give everything you have to make sure that banquet is perfect. If I'm uh, building a hotel, whatever it is, you know, everything in life, give everything. Sometimes you succeed, sometimes you fail. When you fail, it's a good learning lesson and you move on because if you're not failing, you're not trying. Absolutely. And speaking of uh successful seasons, uh we're going to cap off the awesome. uh the girls' season. Um Man, what a what a what a, what a season run. this was! It was, it was uh, and it's been a while, like I said, tonight since I did an episode. So uh, we're gonna recap. We're going all the way back. Uh, we had a little unfinished business. Part one was winning that NFL title, and man, was that fun! It was, was that nice, satisfying. It, it was just, it was great. Um, I'm gonna take it back even a week before um, when we had to play Lockport that final time. Uh, well, sorry, not final time, the second time. Uh, uh, in our league, basically, if we would have lost to Lockport, it would have come down to where we would have had to play them uh, another time to uh, to see who would have gone on to play Luport, right. ultimately in the final uh, for the Frontier Division for the NFL title. And it was it was a great game, two one victory for us, and it was one of those games where just. You're nervous, but you're not nervous. Mm-hmm. You're you you know you your team. In your you girls, have confidence. Yeah. You know uh, it was just one of those things where, and again, taking nothing against Luport, they were a phenomenal team. It was just we were the better, we were the better team. On, on that in day, bo- in both of those games, in both of those least, games, ever until the the end of the season, I thought you were always the better team. Yes, right. The way you played, the talent you have on the team, all of it came together, right? That Lockport team, for me, it was like that was their Super Bowl. Oh, God. They Every, made, right? Absolutely. They and made some adjustments. It, it, right. But also, when you're at the top, you guys are the kings of the hill, right? And everybody knew it, even though I think in the accolades, I think you guys got a lot of disrespect and it was more than oh, anything. We'll, we'll talk about that. Yeah, after. and more than anything, I think it was jealousy. Jealousy. I think it's a lot of years of, you know what they, you know, they're they've always been good. They've always been good. Whenever we can knock them down, like people, but that's what happens when when you're on top of the mountain, people want to knock you off of it, right? Mm-hmm. So I think there's a lot of that animosity there. But anyway, when you are the top team, you got a big target on your back. Oh, for sure, right? And so everybody comes at you with their A game. And I think Lockport, man, it was they they were giving it their all. And not only I felt like they were overly physical and maybe it's a very physical team. Yeah. Very physical team. And they borderline dirty, some of the players. Yes. Right? Yes. And and I think that that, you know, weighed into the game. And then they played their hearts out. And, you know, they Kept the game close, but you were the better team, and it showed. You oh, finished. <laughs> I, I was happy, and and that was the second one. We'll don't worry. We'll get to the third one. <laughs> but um, oh, that was even. Yeah. And then uh, you know we we got into the NFL finals with a very tough Luport team. In fact, Luport uh, went on to win uh, Far West Regionals, make to the states. They had uh, they had a great 
great job, did a great game. Uh, this would have been our second team, second time playing them. We met them in the finals, and same result, uh, close game, but we came out on top. Out on top. And the thing that I loved about that game is that we just, I don't want to say we hung on, but at the same time, you could tell it was a it was a team we knew, it was a team that knew how to win. Yeah, our well, girls just what, knew how to win. So that's like a different team than Lockport. They're younger, smaller, more skilled. Definitely more skilled. Definitely more finesse. Um, right. I said it from the beginning of the season. Just kind of, uh, you kind of keep an eye on all the other teams that you're playing, um, whether it's watching their games, getting film on their games, or just having to whatever. Um. They were. I. I ultimately figured it was going to be us in Blueport. Yeah. Um. In fact, the first time that we played them, and I made sure to let the girls know before going into that championship game. You know, the first time that we played them, we beat them. I. I think it was six to three, six yeah. to two. We beat them pretty easily. Right. But at that point, they didn't have their starting goaltender in there, right. and big. and they were also um one of their players um, I forgot her the, uh, her name Stefanik was it one of their their starting midfielders um was out on suspension. Uh, which was huge, yeah. and like any good team, the first time we played them, we took advantage of it. Right. I mean, we're not going to say, "Well, okay, you're missing one of your players. We'll put in." A-. No, we you uh, We took advantage of it. Yeah. You know, we we played the situation. So the girls knew, and the girls, I didn't even have to tell them. You know, girls, Marissa, Caitlin, uh, Ava, everybody was smart enough to know. Casey, they all knew who wasn't out there that was supposed to be out there, right. and they were ready. Right. And in the championship game, they proved. That, okay, we didn't beat you the first time because you missed your goaltender, because you didn't right. have your, your starting midfielder out there. We beat you because it's we're the It's almost more team. satisfying that way. Oh, right? it, there's and it was no fantastic. excuses. There's no excuses. It was fantastic. And, again, not taking anything away from, like I said, Good they, team. They, they won the Class A title. They went they on went to states. states. Yeah. I mean, they were a phenomenal team. Yep. And we were able to catch them twice. That's awesome. Um, so it was NFL a ton of fun. champs, NFL which champs, is amazing, right? Which carried right over into sectionals. Had a fantastic game was, against Frontier. So, um, you know, it was yeah. a nice six nothing victory. Yeah, right. And I'm not going to lie. And again, maybe as as a coach, you kind of do this. We always say we're not looking ahead. We're not looking ahead. Yeah. But not to say that we overlooked Frontier, but. We, you know, I was fairly confident that we yeah. were going to run through Frontier. And, and you took care of business. And, and that's took what you care of business. Yeah. Six-nothing victory. Yeah. Um, looking at it like, okay, when we beat Frontier, we got a potential matchup against Lockport or Will North. Right. And, of course, Lockport handled their business against Will North, yeah. which set up a semifinal game against Lockport at Will South. So it was the third time we played them. And... That game was so much fun. It, it, that game was so much it, fun. It really was. It was a great game and a tough-fought game, and it's hard to beat a team a third time. Oh, for sure. Right? They, they always say that in every sport, that third time. So, you know, the cards were stacked for a difficult matchup, and it was. But, again, the girls stepped up. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, was awesome. And, in fact, it was funny because I was – uh, John Coulter, who the boys had a fantastic season yeah, as well. Awesome. Um, you know, unfortunately, they fell a little short against Clarence. Uh, but uh, John, it, it was four seconds left or twelve yeah, seconds left on a corner they scored, which was it oh, just just heartbreaking. heartbreaking. Yeah. Um, but John Coulter, uh, the boys' coach at Wheatfield, who was 
Can I tell you how awesome John has been this year? He's the man. Um, I mean, he just, especially as my first year in the district. Um, in fact, I got to get him on. But he he just did. He was he was so welcoming. He was so uh, just gracious. I mean, just just a not only a very intelligent, very good coach, but just an even better person. Coulter like was just is awesome. A great human. Absolutely, a hundred percent awesome person. He's just. As good as he is in a coach, he's a better person. And and he, what you see is, I don't know if you notice, if you go to any boys' games, there's always a ton of other kids there. Oh, yeah. Those are all alumni. Yeah. He he His open-door policy, when you're done, you're right. You're always a Falcon, yeah. right? Oh, absolutely. And, and he gets there, and, his, you know, I, I'll see him places, and he's always surrounded by his former teammates because they – former players because they love him so much. Yep. He's a he's a he's just a great person. He's, oh, for he's sure, awesome, awesome guy. And and he has been fantastic. But I remember one before the Lockport game, uh, the semifinal game. He looks. He's like, I don't give a shit about this. It's tough <laughs> to it's tough to beat three. He's like, just go out and beat the that's shit right. out of them. And, Play your game. And and that's what the girls did. And uh, we ended up beating them in overtime. But the best thing I love about that game is we scored first. Obviously, Lockport tied it. But then very shortly after, they scored another one to take the lead. But you didn't back and, down and at all. the girls did not flinch. Nope. They didn't flinch. You didn't see what I loved about it. You didn't. Sometimes you see in teams like that, they'll start getting on each other. They'll start yelling at each other. The bickering will start coming. Well, you left him wide open. You did that. They didn't. They were able. And I think they we battled back and we scored, I want to say, three minutes later, four minutes later to tie it, send it to overtime. And, uh... I had never sprinted on a damn field as fast as I did since back in my playing days. Um, in fact, I was kind of I was watching the video afterwards, and I'm looking. I sprinted on the field, and at one point, I'm just looking for like I, I sprinted. I'm trying to. I mean, it was I, I didn't know Coach, what the hell I was doing. That, it was so me, much fun to me. That was the biggest difference in this team that I've seen. I've watched it for a few years. My goddaughter Katie was on the team, so I would watch a lot of games. She graduated and went on to Geneseo. Um, I would, I was, my, my boys team, my travel team was pretty much Coulter's team. A lot of the players yeah. were guys I coached. And then I had a few girls on your team now, but they were always younger, but I would watch the games. And the biggest difference I saw is the composure and the, the, the not unraveling or bickering when things don't go well, because when you're so used to dominating everybody, it's just like Pat Mahomes. You said it before. Yeah. Then when it doesn't go well, then, you know, they don't know how to handle it. But when you prepare them, if you have a good coach to prepare them and say, look, sometimes things aren't going to go great, right? But we're still a good team. Just re remain composed and pick it up. And that, to me, was the difference in the team this year and the, the, the reason why we broke through and won. NFLs, and I'll let you keep going with your story here. <laughs> and it, no, and, and, and I mean it was it was just fantastic, and uh, obviously carried right over into the next game against Clarence, um, where I knew uh, you know the Clarence coach Mike Silverstein, another great guy, awesome, phenomenal I person. I did my I got my U.S. Soccer D license with him. Okay, so I I know him from there. Yeah, he's, he's a great guy, great guy, great coach. And in fact, it was funny beginning of the year. Because um, I, I knew Mike when I was subbing and teaching in Clarence. Cool. Uh, so I'd subbed there, uh, worked with him a, a number of times, a great guy. 
he called me about uh, um, I had been hired late for Wheatfield, so he called me about a week uh, before the season started, and um, he asked, he's like, you know, do you want to get a game together, yada yada? Or he texted me, and I'm like, and I'd known he'd always coached the boys, and he's like, you know, I heard you got the job at Wheatfield. I was like, I was like, yeah, I got the job at Wheatfield. Thanks. I was like, but Mike, you realize I coach girls, not boys. And he's like, no, he took over the girls program. And we tried to figure out a scrimmage. Just got to just at that point couldn't couldn't figure fit it in, um, unfortunately. But we ultimately got that got that game that you we got wanted. The game in. And then they didn't have any notes on you. <laughs> no, and and it was it was another game, a nail biter. Yeah, um, what a game. Went zero so zero first half. Uh, second half, they were able to just score a quick one early yeah. on. And it was uh, one of those where we just kept playing our game. We kept playing our game. We made an adjustment. I don't know if you guys caught it. We made an adjustment with probably about like 13, 14 minutes left. We pushed Emma up. We pushed Casey up. We basically went like, all right, this is our time. We've got to go all out attack. Um, Alyssa made a nice little pass over the middle. Caitlin was able to bury it. I'm pretty proud of that. And, 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 <laughs> oh, and it was. Uh, she, she, I, uh, it was know, fantastic. I, uh, I love goals. I love the scoring, but the goal doesn't come without the assist. And I was so proud of Alyssa for that and, and everything I was proud of the throw to Marissa and the, and the pass that she made to Alyssa, you know, Marissa observed that she, she had players on her instead of trying to turn and take them on. She played it off and Alyssa with the one touch pass right to Caitlin and Caitlin buried. And as soon as I, once I saw that ball travel, like to Caitlin, I'm like, I, in fact, I looked at uh, uh, Steve Sable was on the side with me. I looked, mm-hmm. I was like, it's in the back of the net. <laughs> I mean, you you're, you're just looking at it like it's because well, a player like Caitlin, Caitlin doesn't she's miss. She's not going to miss. That. Caitlin doesn't no. miss. I think she took one touch, set herself and just yeah. buried it. She's a fantastic technical player. She's oh, not gonna, for sure. The goal, some of the goals she scored this year were awesome. And um, yeah, you, you have so much talent on that team. Marissa, like I said, also unselfish. She's she. She's a fantastic yeah. player. And the best thing about players like Caitlin, um, Marissa, even Sydney, Casey. Yeah, those are your. Especially when you get top-level players, sometimes you get players where, as a coach, you have to get them to back off because you know, all right, most games are against, I shouldn't say most teams, but in, in a lot of games, Caitlin or Marissa could literally dribble from our yeah, goal right. line <laughs> through the entire team and take it down and score. Right. They don't do that. And they know not to do that. Right, because when you play better teams, that will kill you. And, yeah. then, and and there were times where, you know, I think we adjusted and stopped doing that, but we would try to do that. you got to trust your teammates. Yeah. you got to trust your teammates. you got to make the pass because it will open you up. And if you mm-hmm. share the ball, you see how you progress the ball. If you don't, that's when you lose the ball. Yeah. And, uh, and as a coach, sometimes you've got you've to make that call. But like, hey, listen, come here. Okay, I get it. You can score 35 goals. Right. I don't need you to score 35 goals right, right now because when it's not going to work later that's on. That's right. And with those two, it, it didn't need to be said. They're just that. They have that type of character. They have yeah. that type of makeup. Um, they're just that team player. And they know, like you said, they know if they're going to get two people on them, somebody's going to be open. That's right. And it was Marissa just making that, realizing that Alyssa's open. Yeah. Just get the ball back to her and making the pass to Caitlin. Awesome. And that was awesome. Back the, of the, the net. The crowd went nuts, man. We were, we were, it was awesome. It was electric, right? Oh, And fantastic. then I know it fired the girls up, and I said, if we go to PK, we're winning. Yeah. We're winning. And, and that overtime, 
you guys were all over them. If there was an if there was another minute in overtime, yeah, it wouldn't have gone we, to PKs. We, it wouldn't have gone. No, it was it. The pressure was just you were just pounding them, pounding them, pounding them, and and they were shell shocked when you scored that goal. Oh, they were they folded. They were done. Yeah, and it was one of those things where, as a coach, kind of looking back on that game. I kind of kicked myself in the butt for not making that move a little earlier. But at the same time, mm-hmm. um, it was just the right thing. And once we did that move and made that move, because yeah. we... Well, I, you, you mentioned Emma. It, Emma is on our team. So I know Emma's a striker on our team. Emma's a goal scorer. On Sunday, Emma scored four goals for us. She can score. She's an offensive player. Oh, for sure. She did what you needed to on defense, but she is a weapon offensively. She so when you need that, she scored five goals as a defender. Uh, and and I'm right? telling you right now, Emma's and and I say this with all due respect because I, I the the kid isn't rock star. I don't know where to put her next year I because I have some I could, ideas. Oh, we talk, we'll talk uh, after. <laughs> in fact, Emma, if you're listening. Um, I'm I'm thinking she could go center f- midfield with Caitlin. I'm thinking she could continue to play that stopper sweeper because yeah. she did a rock star. I'm thinking she could also play outside forward. She could play in the center forward. I mean, uh, I know I've talked to her about it a little bit. I've talked to her parents about it a little bit. She's just she's a coach's dream. She's a I mean she's a soccer player. Yeah, she'll do whatever she needs anywhere. She's but a gamer. she has a gift. Um, there. I've coached a lot of kids, and there's a lot of talented players that cannot put the ball in the back of the net. Yeah. It's a special talent to be a Dante Defilia, mm-hmm. right? They, from, they can just score. They have that in them. Marissa can score. Sydney can score. Emma can score. She, oh, I, for sure. We had a game on Sunday at Sportsplex. She scored four, and she could have had a couple more too if she wouldn't. She wouldn't have passed off because she yeah. was, you know, we we're sharing the ball a little bit. But and and that wasn't her. First, I think she had two four goal games. She scored in just about every game oh, in yeah. the session. She's just, but, she's talented. But anyway, that's a, that's a, a oh thing. no, but but she she does have that ability. But you have a lot of players that can put the ball in the back of the net. Casey can put the ball in the back of the net. Sydney, Marissa, see. Alyssa and Brielle, they're perfect midfielders because they're pass first players and they're diggers, but then you match them up. That's why you had so much success because everybody knew their role, Mm -hmm. right? Not everybody can be the big goal scorer, but you're um, Cam Meisner. Cam was, she, in in my opinion, Cam was our unsung hero. 100%. Cam, she didn't, and unfortunately, and we'll talk about this a little bit later with the with the all star yeah. votings or whatever. I, Unfortunately, I have strong opinions. on Oh, that. we'll Her, we'll get and, into that. And she's on the top of the list. Yeah, because she was one of the most. She important, was a rock star. She 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 played midfield her whole life, right? And I didn't realize this until probably about halfway. Cam never really played defense. Abby never played defense. Emma never played defense. What what team that had the success that we had could say Three almost my entire back line was brand spanking new. Right, right. And unselfish. Unselfish. Right. And Emma Hurley, I know when we put her back there, my God, the first game, <laughs> she was so nervous. Coach, I'm not yeah, – coach, I can't yeah. – She never played. She never played. But that. she – you wouldn't know it. We, you know what made she, – she's relentless, right? She's a competitor. We, we have practices – and Brielle, Emma, Alyssa, they don't want to lose a drill. Yeah. Forget about the game. They don't mm-hmm. want to lose a drill. So they're competitors, right? And they're all that way. So that's how Emma is. And so she'll give you everything she has no matter what. But what made 
a lot of success is because if you have great players on the top line standing on the center line and the ball never gets to them, yeah, they're, they're useless, right? Yeah. Emma, what her strength was, was pushing that ball forward. Yes. She would take the ball, beat one or two players, and then feed and then up look top. And feed. And then and then that and join the rush and that's and that's her offensive instinct so that that was a, a good asset too but yeah I just I mean at the end of the day it'll all come out in the wash everybody will, will finish where they belong but I just know you have a lot of offensive weapons I think next year as these girls have another year of experience under their belt you have your whole team coming back I've, I'm unfortunately losing Cam. Cam. Cam unfortunately it's a losing big Cam. loss but when you're 10 out of 11 coming back. Oh, God. It's, right? And, it's you, and you have talent on the bench, too. Oh, I've got that, a lot, yeah. Right? So you're going to fill that, and and I think that you, those girls, I think you're going to score a lot of goals next year. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we were one of the leaders in section in, in how many goals we scored, especially, yeah. um, unfortunately, I wasn't, get it, wasn't able to fill our schedule. You can fill it with a 16-game schedule um, before playoffs. We, I was only able to get uh, up to 14. Uh, last minute, so I couldn't get a lot of the the games. If you look at its goals per game, we were I think second goals per game yeah. that we were scoring. I and, mean, it and, was yeah, right per game, right. So, like you said, you could have racked up some more stats. Uh, <laughs> I had a coach at uh, at Niagara Catholic, Coach Kasha, and he said we're not playing Notre Dame of the Blind or St. Jimmy's. <laughs> he would make up names. He could put a couple cupcakes yep. on there like that, Notre Dame of the Blind, and then rack up the goals. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I'm just I'm no, no, no. But it was uh, it was false. It was fun. And then to kind of get back to Emma and I had mentioned this, too. Um, could I have put her up top? Absolutely. hundred percent. Could she have played with Marissa, Sid, Caitlin, Casey, whoever I had up top? Absolutely. Especially when we went into uh, the three up top. But the thing that I love about Emma and what made her, I think, that perfect center back it is she was relent like you said Man. she's relentless and she's aggressive and she's smart right where it was for me almost it was selfish I, I don't I guess selfish a little bit because I knew I'm getting my I'm getting my goals from Marissa right. Sid Kate I'm getting my goals I don't need any more goals right. I mean you always need goals yeah, but right. I don't need any more goals I didn't have that complimentary player with Leah back there. Leah was a great player, great, great center defender with her, but she was that perfect. Emma was that perfect compliment with Leah yeah, because it, it Emma works. could be, Emma could be that one that could get the ball up, push the ball up a little bit, right. knowing that if she got it taken away from her, Leah, uh, Leah was going to be back there to backstop her. Yeah. And also Emma was one of those players where if she did get the she ball taken saved, from her, she'll bust her, her and Cam butt. A lot of times saved. Oh yeah, last line of defense. They because they both have a lot of speed. Oh. Emma's super fast. You know, hundred so, percent. Yeah, I just yeah, she's a she's a great player no matter what. You you, you have so many great players. Casey, you know I. I always I'm a big fan because she's heart and soul player. She gets yeah. everything mm-hmm. all the time. Sydney is so skilled. Marissa, as great as Caitlin is, I think Marissa's the best overall player on the team. I 
I, and I don't want to say one is better than the other because they're all awesome, yeah. right? But and everybody did their role. Brielle is heart and soul player. She digs all the time. She's fast. She gets back. She does everything. Alyssa, her passing. I'm so proud. You know, I know she's my daughter. I can't even talk about her. But <laughs> oh, no, absolutely, you should. And her footwork is great, and she worked on it all the time. And then Abby never played D before. She had a tough couple games. But then once that light bulb turned on, she, she was click. awesome at oh the end of the year. Oh, my goodness. She's fantastic. She was. And can I tell you, she had me nervous. Did I? Did I? Do you, well, I'm sure you know the Detroit story, right? Yes. Where <laughs> yeah. she comes. That was awesome. She's like, Coach, I've got a game in. I've got a hockey tournament in Detroit. Yeah. And it's. I'm like. And instantly I was like, oh, my God. Like, no, no. Like, you, are you kidding me? You can't. But don't worry. I'm going to the Detroit game, and I'll be back in time for the for the playoff game. I think it was the uh, was it the Will South game? No, she, uh, the Will South game was she she went to our she went to the tournament, came back, and then went to playoffs. So yeah, it was before both the championship game and the uh, the Far West Regionals. Right, um, man, she came back fresh as a daisy. Yeah, she was awesome. And, a huge, huge part of the reason huge. that she won. Yeah, she and again, awesome. she was one where she started off on the bench beginning of the season. Um, but once we made that switch where we ended up putting Ava in net yeah, full that time, was, that was um, Abby kind of took her right. outside role, outside defender. By the end, she was, I mean, she's one that. Your D was awesome. And she's played so well where if I needed great. to move Emma up, Abby could step in yeah. at that center D role with Leah, and there'd be a seamless transition. Yeah, yeah, she I did. Mean, yeah, I was, was, I was, fantastic. I was very impressed with Abby how she adapted. Like I said, we in the past, she's a year older than our girls, but we played against them when we played up, and she was always a striker. Yeah, she was a forward, and that's what she said. So, she was like, "Coach, I've only played forward. Right? I've only played forward." Like, and you and, and the entire on JV, D line. I know our girls played with her on JV, and she no, she did great back there. And Leah, Leah is a smart, skilled. Um, sophisticated player, yes. and when she when you drop to kind of the sweeper stopper, that's when she took off. When when she stays home and plays that free safety role, then yep. you have success. Nobody when better. We, when we cheat, that's when we got beat all year. Yep. Every time we 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 played flat or at, when both went up, that's when they got breakaways and went through. It yeah. was those times when we weren't disciplined there. And, um, and but when she was back there, nobody can beat her. She yeah. sticks everybody. And we switched. We switched to that kind of stopper sweeper. Um, and it wasn't even a traditional stopper sweeper. It was a no. little bit modified. Yeah. And, and I told the girls, and they they ran with well, it perfectly. You know what? Too, you got to see your opponent too. Yeah. What, what you see so often in high school soccer is until we got to that Spencerport game. There's no. Luport does it a little. There's not a lot of build up and scoring from the top of the 18. Everybody tries long balls, right? It's yep. it's primitive soccer. It's yep. not elegant or anything, but that happens all the time. So if and Coulter did it with with Cole. Cole doesn't have as much speed, but he's the smartest player on the field. So he knew and he plays angles brilliantly. He knew to stay back. He was the sweeper. It, you know, I don't need to go up. I have other players to go there. And because he laid back, nobody could score on them. Yeah. They were they were smart. They were great on the outsides. And Cole was always the last line of defense cleaning things up. And that's what the 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 um the sweeper is for. That's you know uh uh 
I'm, I'm trying to to give uh, professional examples, but there are so many that they've done over the years where the sweeper is huge. Oh, for sure. Um, so anyway, uh, you you coach did a great job with a lot of talent. Sometimes when you have a lot of super talented players, it's hard to manage the egos. But you brought it together, and you won the NFL, and you won Section 6. You did something that this school has never done, and that's play in the Far West Regional, the girls. Mm-hmm. They've never played. That was the first time we've ever, as a girls team, played in that. So you, accolades to you and to the team. You did a phenomenal job with these girls. And, and you got a lot of them coming back. They were young. They were oh, a young sure. team. So you got them coming back next year. I, I, the sky's the limit. I can't wait. Oh, thank you for that. But I, I tell the girls all the time, but like every win is on them, every loss is on me. And they, uh, that's, that's the, the sounds of a good coach. They, right they were fantastic. Right. Um, it was a ton of fun. Obviously, we got the shootout win in Clarence, and uh, which was awesome too. So going back to that, Ava. Oh, Ava was a new time goalie, and she saves the PK right off the, the tone. Right off the first one. Yeah. Um. I, I looked by that time. Coulter had kind of joined me outside on the sideline, and I looked at him like, "Game over." Yeah, because you just look like you knew um, Marissa. Who, first of all, going into on that one game, leg, going into that <laughs> game, we—I mean, we had lost Casey in. Uh, did she make it to overtime, or did she lose before overtime? She didn't do the PK, so she I didn't do it, the PK. It was but either I know, right before overtime. I, I don't wanna, think she played overtime. I, I can't. Right I can't remember if it was early in the first overtime yeah, or or right at at. At regulation, I was like, this is going to be tough. Well, yeah. Um, so we were down her, and I know she was kind of hobbling coming into the game anyways. Right. Right. Um, Marissa was hobbling coming into the game. Caitlin was hobbling coming yeah. into the game. Sydney was – I mean, we were – we had a Walking we wounded. had a lot of tough injuries, especially – I mean, Alyssa in, in never that Lockport told you, game. But she had a bad oh, hip. I'm sure. I'm sure a lot of the. I mean, we were we were hobbled, which yeah. it just it made that Clarence game all that more impressive. It was awesome. Um, and they they picked it up, but going into that overtime on uh, that PK, once Ava made that first save, I, I knew it, it was, was over. It. Yeah. And and Caitlin was so nervous shooting her shot. Uh-huh. I mean, Marissa took her. She scored. You know, she ended up. You know, her. At, at that point, her calf was done. Right, everything was she done. Fell right after yeah. she took the shot. She was done. Yeah. Um. But Caitlin was Caitlin. I'm like Caitlin, just you've been doing it all year. Go rip it. The best player in, and, on the and, field. And, just go do your thing. You know. It was it was fun to watch. It was yeah. fun to see. Um. And again, all shout out to Mike Silverstein again. Just yeah. a class act. Yeah. What we talked about, you know, you shake. He was the first guy came over to me. Awesome. You know, grab. You know, grab me around the head or on the neck. You know, congratulations, great job. Yeah. I mean, just it's a, it's um, what, that's what competition class, is class. All, all about. You go hard, and then you're then you're respectful, yeah. and that's it. I'm one, and again, I'm I'm I would have rather just let him play another ten minutes. Let yeah, play another 50. right. I'm, I'm a so, I, I the PKs. whether it's hockey, soccer, I, I hate yeah, I stuff get it. On the, they, but I, I get it. You, you gotta. You don't want the kids to. To, to fall over and, yeah. and you know whatever, but yeah, but the, we but those were, girls all buried him. Then oh, uh, Emma sure. buried hers, and then Brielle buried hers. That was awesome. Yeah, and, and it was just what it was a so much fun to see. That was, that was awesome. Um, and then I can say this now: by the time we got to Far West Regionals, we were it was anticlimactic. We were, we were done. It I mean, was, it was it was a nine nothing, ten nothing loss. Yeah. It was uh, look at that team is the best high school team. They won the state championship, right? <laughs> they finished off, I think, ranked seventh in the nation. Okay, third. Okay, 
third in the nation. I, I, can't, I, I remember not third in the nation. They're, they were not nine nothing better than you. On that day, the girls, like I said, it was almost like a crash. And then they were intimidated going in because mm-hmm. they were they knew they were playing one of these best teams. And then when they scored, because you were playing them tough. First ten, first 10 minutes, 15 minutes, we played them very tough. It was pretty even. Pretty even. We, uh, I, and I'll take, I'll take a big brunt of the, and I've told people this. I'm not shy about it. My Going into it, my strategy was every single footage that I can find, I found about four games on them. It was teams sitting back, teams sitting back, yeah. teams stacking their D-line, teams playing, stacking, hoping for a mistake, which they never made. They never made. They don't make mistakes. No, their center back was one of the best players I've ever seen. And then number four, oh, oh yeah. my gosh. So, she was incredible. Oh, for she sure. She could have had, she scored four goals. She she passed. She, she had 40. the assist on yeah. four of the other ones. And I looked, so I'm like, you know what? They don't have a weakness up top. They don't have a weakness in the middle. Yeah. I don't know. I don't think. I don't anticipate them having a weakness in the back line. But you know what? Their back line hasn't been tested. Right. Our strength is up top. Let's go all out attack. Yeah. It was almost like Emma. Okay, start pushing up a little bit more. Right. Push up. You know. But and and it just. They countered it very uh, quickly. They, they and controlled they, they knew, the middle of the field. They knew what to do. Yeah, we, I think in hindsight. In Could hindsight, I have stacked the back line and maybe well, we lose I, three or four? I, but I, I was going for the win. Maybe. And, and I, I tried I, to get. I don't know. Nobody has any answers. No. You know, you don't know. You you you, you dance with who brung you. Yeah. But the the uh, maybe a four four two where you, you had two solid center mids might have worked better. And that's maybe ultimately the, what we we dropped maybe three, to five two. Yeah, it, but it's but just again hindsight's twenty twenty. You yeah. don't know that going in. You you roll the dice, like you said. You were playing with house money at that point. Yeah. You already won section. You're playing the third ranked team in the country. Let's go out and give them everything we got. That's all. And There's no shame in that at all. Maybe I shouldn't be admitting this, but I'll admit it. Whatever. I uh, you watch one game on film, you're like, oh, okay, they're good. Yeah. You watch the second one, you're like, they're damn good. By the fourth one, I'm almost in tears. Yeah. I'm like, how the hell am I yeah. gonna? And and it's one of those games where I knew they were, like I said, third best in the nation. They were fantastic. The only game coming in where, on paper, we're outgunned. But at that point, Marissa pretty much yeah. spent with the league. Well, that was the Casey other thing. didn't even play. And then you didn't play. have Casey. Casey Casey's couldn't play. the heart and soul of the team. You know, Caitlin went out. Yeah. We just, yeah. it was, they were at their peak we were like hobbling, yeah. hobbling coming in. It is what it is. Um, no I think, shame. No, you got I to think that even game. on our best day, and I was talking to a couple other coaches who watched the game. Even on our best day, we probably lose three or four. Right. But, that's uh, what it, to me. That's the difference between the two teams for sure. Because you have a lot of talent on it, and that's a more I think appropriate more, result. Yeah. But and it I just felt got horrible. Away. I felt horrible. What are you gonna do? But um, I felt horrible for the girls. I felt horrible for Ava, and even. Even towards the second half, you know, when when the game was clearly out of hand, I think at that point it was like eight or nine, um, and I heard some of the parents, you know, we'll get the start or get the backup, get the backup in. I was, and I did it probably with about 15, 20 minutes, but at the same time, I'm like, I was very, I didn't want to do it well, because you at got the same point, in. I did, Eventually I got everybody, you got in, everybody in, but I'm like, no, because Ava was already 
shell shocked right. and 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 destroyed. You didn't do it and I didn't, I didn't yeah. want to do it to her where she's giving yeah. up another three, four, oh, five. And goals. then you put uh, you put them, and, you put everybody in. Yeah. Everybody got to play. And, uh, it um, was, you know, like I said, hindsight's twenty twenty. It is what it is. Um, last thing I'll say, I, I I wouldn't end on that because no. I'll tell you what, it was a magical season. Oh, it was that, fantastic. That was that was the gravy. You you won two titles. That's what I would end on. It was yep. a great. It was, it was fantastic. Great, great I wouldn't season. have traded it, even the, the finished result. I wouldn't have traded. Yeah, no. But twenty five games and they gave up two damn goals. I know. All season two, 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 and two. You, and in those ga- in the if you see where the goals were scored, it was like in an eight to one game and a ten to uh, yeah, one it was game. The, it was the, so it was it was a mercy goal. The JV go- team, and that's when they scored the goal. They didn't score any goals on their starting lineup. No. It know? was. Uh, they were, they were and, and, and John even said he was the first one. He 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 wasn't at the game, but uh, he watched it on film later. He's like, in my over twenty years of coaching, I've never seen. I mean, this takes me back to even like the eighties teams from Luport. Like I've never seen a team best team I've seen that for sure. Great. And, and same here, women's team I've seen as best high school women's team I've seen uh, that age group, whatever it is. They were fantastic. They knocked the ball around. They controlled the midfield, and they didn't. There were no, you know, just kick and run. It no. was build up, build up, build up. Next pass, next pass, yep. next pass. Find the person at the top of the the eighteen, make a fake and a blistering shot. It was oh, it was sure. just awesome. And kudos to them. And yeah, great team. Honestly, I'm hoping to play them again next year. I know. I'm hoping to play them right. again next they, year. They they uh, they'll graduate obviously a bunch. I, you know that you heard parents talking, and I don't know if it was innuendo or what, but between. Their seniors and juniors, they said they had 12 commits. 12 oh, D1 commits. D1 commits. Yep. That's amazing. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's they that's They had, they were, for all intents and purposes, a college team. College team. I mean, yeah. they were, it was, it was fantastic. Yeah. And again, kudos to their coach, kudos to their program. They got a great The program. girls, yeah. they were a top-notch program yeah, you know, in and, every sense of the word. And part of it, too, is... We moved up a class this year, you know. Maybe if we were one lower, oh believe me, I been, thought about that. Right, I thought so, about that. You know, and that's all based on it's kind of it's a little arbitrary too because I, I the way I understand it, it used to be a, a certain number you had to reach. We didn't have that number, but because there are only so many teams, then you get pushed up or yeah. down. So which they have to irked have so many. me because if you look at AAA, which they which they started this year, hmm. there was six teams. Six teams. Lancaster had a, uh, I think they finished the regular season like with nine wins. Um, they were above. No other team in their playoffs had more than two wins. That's crazy. They, I mean, you never want to say that a team had a cakewalk through sectionals, but damn it, they had a cakewalk through sectionals. 100% they did. I mean, they had to face Niagara Falls in the semifinals. Right. Nothing against Niagara Falls. No. That's my home school, whatever. Yeah. Born and raised in Niagara but Falls. I love it. you play them, and I forgot who they played, but the, even the team yeah. they played in the AAA finals. That's the AAA, and then... Two then, wins. Then what it was, and then under us is, then we're AA, right? And then it's A1. And A1, we're, A2. But even when we were A1, I think it was a little easier road as yeah. well, right? Yeah. Especially in the sectionals. Not, not, nothing to get, because I'll tell you what, the NFL is tough competition on oh, both for sure. sides. 100%. Both sides, the boys' side, I saw some really great soccer this year. It was a lot of fun. And um, we'll touch on this a little bit. I don't want to harp about this, and we mentioned we mentioned it earlier. Um, 
I'm still not happy about the All Star yeah. teams. I mean, well, look at look look at this, right? You went to the 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 All Western New York banquet, okay? The same people that in the league won awards were not at that banquet. How did that happen? Yep. Right. So there there was obviously something wrong in the mix. To me, when you have a team that wins the section. They should theoretically have the most players represented, especially on the first team. Uh, my opinion, you had at least four first teamers. You had name, name them because I'm. I, okay, I'm, this I'm is my see, look. I, watched, I'm, I have a feeling we're talking the same. Players. I watched all of the games. Yep. Okay, I watched all of the games. Um, I saw all the other teams. Now, granted, I saw the other teams once or twice. But, you know, in the course of my travels in the soccer, I know some of these players, so I know how they are. Oh, for sure. But I, I, and I'm obviously biased toward Wheatfield, but I saw the other teams play, and I know some of those players. To me, Marissa, Caitlin, Casey, Sydney are all first teamers. 100%. Okay. Then to so, me, on the second team was, in my opinion, Emma and Cam Meisner. I think they were both. Easily second teamers, and then maybe you can make a, an argument for Leah. I think Leah was third team. Leah got third team. Okay, fine. You could put her there. She deserved that. And then I would have said Ava on, on third team as well. That 100%. to me, I think that's your all, all your all NFL team. The four on on team one, Emma Cam on team two, and on the third team, Leah. And you can make an argument for her for her on second team. But if you wanted to say third. Only just because of Emma's results and the way she played, and she had five goals as a defender and a ton of assists. But and Cam was brilliant, and she got no respect. Yeah. So that's me how I think it should have played out, and and then you could have probably had an argument for some more. But that's what I think fair would have been. Hundred percent. And it's funny because it was always before going into this year, and we had talked a little bit about it at the at the coaches meeting at the beginning of the year. Um. Before, it had always been, if you win the NFL title, I think it was you had a, uh, it was either four or three guaranteed automatic I know, it was, four or five, but okay. Might four. have been four or five. Yeah. You, were, you might be four. right. Let's say four. Let's say four. We'll split the difference. And then the runner-up, which I thought was a little weird, but the runner-up got one less. So the runner-up would get three mm-hmm. guaranteed. This year, they went no guarantee. <laughs> they went all voting. Okay. But I'm looking at it. And again, I, I'm not going to call out too many things, but Marissa was voted at midfield or as a forward. She was one of, I think she was voted like sixth or seventh, <laughs> came in sixth or seventh. Caitlin still only came in like second or third. And I'm looking at Those some of these. Those two were the best two players yeah, in of and all the And NFL. I'm looking, and I pushed obviously for Caitlin Marissa. There wasn't much blowback when it got to Sydney. Who and I looked. She scored a hundred goals. I'm, I'm like, <laughs> and, and it had gotten to the point. Where, no, she she led the NFL in yeah. goals. She was, I think, third or fourth in the section in goals. And I'm looking. I'm like, are we really going to leave her off of first team? I'm like, what? And it, and it came down a couple other players. And of course, they did the vote. You know, well, let's vote. I'm like, how? Yeah. I'm like, so you know, we all we hear about is we keep stats. We keep stats. And the, some of the coaches were like, well, she's just a finisher. But like, no, she's got just almost as many assists as right. she does goals. That's right. How are you not seeing this? Yeah. And and I, I, I told this to one of the parents, um, not not Sydney's parents, because they were they 
they understood. I think they were I think they were upset, but they never said anything to me. Mm-hmm. Well, it, it's out of your control. It's out of my control. Do? But I, I looked at it and I said to one of the parents who was upset that their and I'm not going to name the the parent who their daughter wasn't. I feel like I'm a pretty calm person. I feel like I keep composure. I was hot. Yeah, I was heated. I I pushed hard for that. I pushed hard for a number, a number of other players. And I looked, and by the time where we finished first team, we finished second team, we finished third team, I'm pissed. At that point, I've only got five players on the team. And I'll give a shout-out to the Ken West coach, Ken Belote. He kind of looks. He was like, and, and I was, I had to battle for <laughs> the fifth person that I got on the third team. Right. I'm not going to say who it was, but Ken kind of looks – is anybody else confused why Wheatfield only has four or five? And at that point, Luport had nine, and T had nine, um, Lockport had six. All teams that you um, beat. Grand Island had six. All teams. And that I'm you looking. Beat. I'm like, and I and no, no, no. Well, it's you. You know, you were the best team, but you didn't have the best players. I'm like, how the. Why did we win? And and again, you're you're I'm I'm that and maybe I was a little too nice, but I'm like, well, no, we should and I'm pushing for them, but like what are you, you kind of want to If s- they made the rule that it's a vote, it's a vote, but that's where if there is that It's got to change. Yeah. Then- and I and I know for a fact, and I'm not going to single this player out, but I know for a fact, I was told afterwards that one of our players did not make first team Western New York. Because they were ineligible because they didn't make first team NFL. That's baloney. I'm not going to be that guy. I don't want to call anybody out. But I'm just looking at it. It's I don't know who that's on to change. It's and we had talked about changing or lowering automatic bids, and all of a sudden we go into the the preseason meeting and there's no automatic bids, which kind of again threw me off and pissed me off for a loop, and. I'm not going to call anybody out because I think uh, our, our section chair and I like a lot of our coaches. I, I thought we got everybody gets along. But whatever. I'm sorry. Not sorry. Damn it. A couple of my players got screwed. Yeah, and I, I left that meeting. Yeah. You know, you shake everybody's hand. All good to see you again. Good luck in sectionals. Good luck here. Good luck there. But at the same time, I'm like, yeah. my player's better than that player. My player's yeah. better than that player. My Hopefully player's better than that year. player. Hopefully next year. And uh, next year. Got to leave no doubt. Like uh, next year, remember the Titans. We're gonna leave no doubt, and I'm gonna come <laughs> out of that meeting, but like screw you, you know. I'm saying on the field, leave no doubt. Oh, we're gonna leave no <laughs> doubt on the field. But even at the end of that meeting, I'm gonna be like, I don't give a, sh- I don't give a shit. We we've got 14 of my girls deserve to be on this damn thing. Yeah. You you, you um, had a great team. You had a great season. You did a great job with them, and you know you got all year to to think about you know maybe different strategies of. Whatever, but it's hard to top what you did last year. You know, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. We'll find a way. We'll find <laughs> yeah, a way to it. top it. But it was uh, it was a lot of fun. And like I said, next year um, we'll talk a little strategy. I mean, you know, the girls. I'm thinking uh, one of my thoughts is either moving Emma Hurley up to center mid, yeah. or dropping Marissa back to center mid and playing her with Caitlin. As that those two center mids, I think those two would play I off think, well. And I we think, did that when we would drop back to four. We would have Marissa drop back. Um, my thought is uh, I could keep Brielle and Alyssa on the outside mids. I could also drop Brielle on that outside defender. That would give me an opportunity to move Emma up 
either push her outside on a mid or throw her in the middle with Caitlin and push Marissa outside because Marissa's got the better of the crosses. Right. Um, to get that outside. That's I, that, that's a strength of Casey too. Casey's another Casey's, one. Casey's good on the wing and crossing, but Casey's got a shot. That yeah. She's got a rocket. Too. And that could be another thing too, where I have all four of them and completely load my midfielder, where I kind of kick Alyssa up top. Yeah. And you've got a. Nice. I mean, if you yeah. have a strong midfield, like with name name one mid team that's got a better midfield <laughs> than Casey and Emma on the outside, and Caitlin and Marissa through I, the middle. I, I name those four players as first team because I think they're very possibly the four best players oh, in the NFL. For sure. So wherever you put them on the field, they're going to be the best players. They're great, great players. 100%. So, you know, wherever you have them, and Kate, Kate. And that could still leave Sydney up top, whether it's Sydney right. up top with Alyssa, whether it's Sydney up top with KC, um, Sydney either up top with Brielle. Yeah. Um, right. Yeah. And you have so many options. Or Emma. You see how, I it, mean, it's, you see how it comes out in the wash in the, in oh, the absolutely. preseason, and, and uh, you'll find the way. And, uh, yeah. And that's actually that's going to lead me to another topic that I wanted to hit. As a coach, and and I'll I'll share the story. Um, going into that, uh, I can't remember if it was going into. I think it was going into the Clarence game. No, it was going into. Was it going into the Clarence game? It was either going into the Clarence game. I think it was going into the Clarence game. I started overthinking things a little bit. I started, and in fact, I don't know if Alyssa told you, we had a practice where I kind of like, all right, well, let's move this person here. Let's move this person. We're going to try the five again up top. We're going to try this. We're going to end just the girls were, it, it was just one of the worst practices mm. ever. The girls were like, well, why are we doing this? Well, why are we doing, right. well, we did it. And, and, and at home, even coming into the practices, I'm like, well, okay, we got, they're going to, Mike's going to be ready for this. I think it was before the Clarence game. Mike was going to be ready for this. Well, we got to do this. We got, it was almost like, and every coach, you, you play the game out in your head over and over and over again. I think I played it about three times too many because at that point I'm like, well, he's going to be this. And at the at the end of practice, I mean, it was I just looked at the girls. I brought the girls in. I'm like, listen, and it was I think it was two days before the game. I was like, listen, girls, I want you to forget everything about today's <laughs> practice possible. Yeah. I was like, I, I'm, I'm yeah, sorry. Tried something, I apologize. Know? I was like, and you could tell the frustration was building. I was like, girls, this practice never happened. Right. You know, forget about it. My mistake. We're going back to what works. We're right. going. We're going to beat the hell out of Clarence the way we beat the hell out of every other team that you know, we've played. You know, though, Coach, that like that if you if you stay stuck in the same way, you're thinking outside the box, right? And maybe this could work, but you tried it and you saw in practice this isn't going to work. No, and so it's you just scrapped it. Yeah, and it's just frustrating. So you didn't have you weren't stubborn to say no, no, no. We're going to do this no matter what. The the your players weren't responding to it. You, you you work your system around your players because if you have a system and the players can't play that system, it's useless, right? Oh, for sure, 100%. So, so you, you, you dance with who, who you have, right, what your partner can do for you. So I think that's that's a sign of a good coach that you, you saw it and you said, okay, that's not going to happen. Let's move on. No, and I and I apologize to the girls. I'm like, it just, just this, this never happened. Yeah. It's almost like it, we weren't here. Um, but did you ever get into whether it was a playing days, coaching days for you? Did you ever get into where it was you almost you almost let the moment get bigger than the game? You almost let everything just get like 
it just you go in and you're you're either too amped up or you're too nervous or you, you have any absolutely competition brings out the best in people and the worst right and um yeah sometimes you overthink it because you want so bad to win for those kids right they're giving everything so i think that happens but i just had this conversation with my my buddy brian dina and we talked about just in life panicking never helps the situation oh no right sometimes sometimes things in in life aren't going to go perfectly but it's better to react calmly take a deep breath look at the situation assess and handle it right if you get frantic and panic it's not going to make it any better no right but if you look at it calmly with a clear head and say okay stay calm Let's see what we can do here. So in those situations, it's easy to get wrapped up in the moment and overreact. Okay, we just gave up two goals. we got to change everything. Or you could say, okay, yeah, maybe we just had a bad play. Calm down. Just relax, guys, you know. And this is what we're going to do a little differently. Keep playing your game or whatever it may be. So, yeah, I, I think I've done that where you say, okay, we need a goal. Push everybody up. And then they score three on you going back. Yeah. And you go, okay. But in some of those cases, you know, if it's a final game and you go, I'm losing two nothing. What's the difference? You got to lose five nothing. Yep. What's the difference? We still lost. Go for it. You yep. know, and that's sometimes you got to do that. So, and that was at the end of the Clarence game. I'm like, I, I don't want to do it too early because if it's still only one nothing. Right. We're, we're getting a decent amount of attack, but right. we we need more. Right. Could I have probably pushed a little earlier? Maybe at the 15 mark, 16 mark, 17 mark, 20 minute mark. Sure. I waited till like the 13 minute mark. In fact, um. Uh, a buddy of mine, um, Pete Lapiani, was uh, he wasn't one of the officials on the field, but he was um, uh, controlling the subs. Mm-hmm. So he was the one, you know, with the flags and the yeah. subs. wasn't a lineman. Uh, he was one of the linemen, or sorry, one of the officials for the uh, Lockport game. And uh, even after the game, like he knew it, he saw it, he looked at it right away. He kind of during, and he told me this afterwards. He kind of, at one point, I think with about like 18 minutes left, a little, a little more than halfway left in the second half, he kind of looks at me and he's, he's almost giving the, you know, you know, just the look, the like, what are you doing? Like, you uh, like you know, <laughs> you, you, and later on, he told me, you know, we, we talked after the game and we've talked since and he kind of looked, he's like, yeah, he's like, he's like, I saw when you did it. He's like, I kept waiting. Like, when is he going to do it? When is he going to move? When right. is he going to attack? When is he going to make the move, make right. the move? When is he going to really go after it? And um, he looked, he was like, he was like, he kind of said the same thing that we said. Yeah, honestly, once you did it, once they scored, if that game had gone into maybe another two or three minutes, if you had maybe an, even another minute, especially in that second overtime where we just dropped for the last five minutes, I don't think Clarence got it out of our end. I mean, we were, he said an, probably another minute and the ball's in the back of the net. And um, it was... Uh, it was just a fun game. Yeah, it was, was just awesome. a super fun game. It was, uh, it was fun for us in the stands. I know. I was. I, my heart was pumping. It was. It was a lot of adrenaline. It was very, very cool. A great experience, and to come out on top like that, it was just real rewarding. Oh, for awesome. sure. Yeah. Last thing I'll say about this, and then we'll get into a yeah. uh, hot seat questions. Okay. I've told people this before. I. You love winning the section, but for me, it was almost more enjoyable, almost more rewarding to beat Lockport yeah. in the semifinals 
and it, I think for me it was just it was it was I don't want to say a rivalry, but whatever it's a rivalry, it it's is. a league game. Third game, it's the third game. For me, that was that was the championship game, or should have been the championship. Game. It right. almost kind of takes me to Miracle of Ice. People don't realize yeah, they right. beat the Russians in the semifinals. The gold they still game. had the next gold yeah. medal game. Yeah. Um, as as in the stands, as a as a father, was it? Did you kind of get that that more of a juice from the win in Lockport, or was it? No, we had the championship juice at at Clarence. They were both awesome, but yes, yeah, it felt good to beat Lockport. We have that rivalry in our club, right? We play these teams all the time, oh for sure. And you see the same people, Clarence. We we you know we don't see as much, so there isn't that you know yeah. kind of butting heads thing. So it was nice to beat Lockport, absolutely. Yeah, that that was good. And and to get to the sectional final, you say, okay, we we did it. We won NFL, got to the sectional final, but to win it, that was that, that was, was pretty cool that too. Was sweet. That was special. And I mean, even going in. And for me as a first-year coach, not a first-year coach, but a first-year coach at Wheatfield coming in, it was it was a so it was pressure this season on me, but it was a different kind of pressure because I looked them like, all right, th- this team is no joke. This team is legit yeah. good. Yeah. Jim did a great job with this team sure. throughout the years. There's a lot of talent on this team. Last year they came up short on NFLs. They came up short. So for me, it's like. Okay, I've got to at least win the NFL title. Right. Then, okay, you can't win the NFL title. You got to at least get to sectional finals. You got to at least win. Like it was just. Yeah. Well, for you, me, it was just once. Once we won sectionals, your list now. it was just. Yeah. It was. Uh, I can yeah. breathe. <laughs> yeah. Right. And and thank God to my wife, who is an amazing woman. Amazing. But there'd be times I'd come home, like we talked a little bit after the Niagara, the first Niagara Falls game. I had never been so disheartened, angry after a win because we won. I think the game ended up being seven to four, but or seven to three, seven two, seven, seven, two, seven three. But they took a lead on us. It was just one of those games where it was a little bit of uh, of the officiating, but it was just we couldn't get anything going. Well, they and, and they it was a small off, field, a small field, and they played offside trap, yeah. and they had. Never blame the refs, but they had refs. That were quick on that whistle. They were a little quick on the whistle. That I don't know if all of those were offside, but it was. We know Wheatfield is a lot better than yeah. Niagara Falls, so this is our way of making the game not get out of hand. And then at half, it wasn't out of hand. But then in the second half, you showed your, yeah. your you. Then you just adjusted, stopped playing that game and dribbling through the offside trap or doing those, and you scored. Yeah. And and but you know, it's gimmicky. To try oh, yeah. that, that was a gimmick to try to do it. In the- and it, all credit to her. She had, yeah. You had to try something. You yeah. got to try those things when you're outmanned yeah. and outgunned. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I'll tell you what, that don't sleep on a lot of the Niagara Falls players. There's some good players. There's some good players. Uh, for that sure. goalie, I think she's in seventh or eighth grade. She was in eighth grade. She's going to be a superstar. Oh, God, yeah. Okay? And then I know some of the other players. Sophia Contento now plays on our team. She's awesome. Yeah. She's a very good player. Uh, there's and Bria Freeman. Bria Freeman, but she's graduating. She's graduating. So she's that's, gone. That, that she she was the best player on the team. Oh, for sure. And then the Velardo girls are young, and they they do flash or whatever they do. They're going to be good coming up. So they have some talent there. They need a good coach to really uh, put that together, and they could they could uh, threaten in the in the future. They could do some damage. Yeah. Um, but that was even after that game. I I like I came home and I was just. 
and I remember walking to the door, and I'm Coach, like, it was, I'm dejected, I'm this. That, and my wife looks at me. was a fluke. It was a fluke. She looks at me, <laughs> she's like, did you lose? Yeah. I'm like, no, and I'm telling her about it, and I'm telling and she's like, you won seven to three. And yeah. she kind of, she, she's like about ready to smack me. She's like, what the <laughs> hell's the matter with right. you? But she set me straight. She's like, listen, she's like, I get it. There's a pressure on you, and you're, but you, to win, she's like, but. If you're not going to enjoy it, what the hell are you doing it for? hundred percent. And you don't have to win every game 12 nothing, right? No. A win's a win. And, um, you know, there's more to it than that. You know, making sure that the kids are learning and yeah. advancing and becoming better players and people. You know, so that's all part of this, you know. So, um, yeah, sometimes you get caught up in. Oh, for sure. All right. It, it, like you said, you came into a situation where you, you – you, you felt a lot of pressure to succeed. What I'm glad about is you were able to accomplish those things, and you checked them off your list. Oh, yeah. Right? I did it. And now, don't feel pressure. No. Just go out and coach. Sure. Be you. Be a leader that you are. Oh, for sure. Just lead. But after that game, after just that, that conversation with my wife, that that's where I, I kind of looked. I'm like, you know, you're, you're right. Good. And it was just... It was, I mean, smooth. The rest was history, it really as we'll was. say. Yeah, and it was, uh, awesome. and we did have one league loss against uh, NT. Yeah. And y- let me say something about that. Okay, that was homecoming weekend, on the day of homecoming dance, where those girls were maybe more worried about yeah. getting in their dresses and and makeup than the game per se. The night before was the the homecoming game for football. The night before that was powder puff game that a lot of those girls participated in. So you add all of that up, and it was the perfect storm for a letdown. Mm-hmm. And I think that that was maybe one of Abby's first games playing where she played. Yep. I think that at the center mid, at the center D, there was a little bit of miscommunications. We if you look at little that. discombobulated, right? So. All of those things added up to the perfect, like, where you look look ahead game, like uh, a trap game. Yep. It was a trap game. And uh, and against, again, an NT that knows the way we play because we play them all the time. And a lot of those girls on the other side are teammates. Yeah. Right? So you put all of those things in, it happens. And, and, and uh, Hannah did a great job. Oh, she, Hannah's fantastic. She's a great coach. She's and, she's uh, fantastic coach. Yep. And uh and you know, so it was just one of those days. It was just a letdown. But I you know, like I said, it was the perfect storm and it was the perfect situation for a letdown like that because of all those other extenuating circumstances. Yep. You know, that come into at the end of the day, these are teenage girls. Oh yeah. Right? They're not professional no. athletes. You know, if if real life bleeds into that a bit. It could have effect on a game, and at the end of the day, what is it amount? It's a, it's one game, you know, yeah. and it didn't amount to hill of beans, right? It it, it was uh, it was what it was. Oh, absolutely, and you, you always hear that cliche. It's it's a good loss, and you never, as a coach, as an athlete, as in sports, you never you never want to lose, but at the same time, that was a good loss at this at the right point of the season. It didn't cost us anything. We were still on top. We were still headed for an, an, an NFL. an awakening. We still, and it was just the girls almost got refocused. Yeah. We made, after that game, we made our change. Um, in that, Lauren Soda did a great job in those first seven games of the season. Um, she played a couple other games, but at that point, Ava was ready to take over the net. Yeah. Abby was ready to it take over right that time. back line. It was the right time. Um, it was, the girls just got refocused 
yeah. for everything. Well, if you're running everybody over and then you think you kind of you can loaf, and that's showed them, wait a minute, we got to play. You can't just walk on the field and get it handed to you. You still have to play the game. So sometimes Coach K used to always say, I, I don't want to go into the tournament undefeated. It's better to lose and get that knocked in your head where I could lose, you could lose any game. So you're, you're right. I think that might have been a good medicine for maybe the reason that you won the titles in the end. Oh, you didn't for sure. take anything for granted. No. And then uh, the, one of the last games uh, we had against Will South, a non-leaguer, didn't mean anything for the standings. But uh, that was another game where realistically I, I tried to get that one scheduled early. Um, unfortunately, we couldn't. That was the only time we can get it in. Um, it was another one towards Coach, the you end. you played with them. Oh, we, we should have beat played, them. You played with we them. We should have beat them. It wasn't that. They, they, we should have we, beat we them. We didn't bury our chances, yeah. and they have a Kentucky commit, Ava Pleasia. Yeah. I played with her dad, NT Dynamo, way back in the day. Her dad, Johnny Pleasia, was an awesome player. His daughter, she oh, single-handedly she, yeah. she scored was, the two goals and got the assist on the other. She was fantastic. She was unbelievable but how, after, how good she was. after that game though i think the goal even though we lost three to one mm-hmm. or was it three two three to three to one ultimately um there were probably about two or three that we should have buried in the back of the net 100 uh, we had a bit of a slow start we started with our uh three up top we dropped back second half that's when it made changed. all the adjustments yeah. when you um, play a good team you have to control the midfield because the good teams are mm-hmm. going to control the midfield. They're going to have good center mids. And when, you, when you're when you on an island with the 4-3-3, when you have one person there, they they can only do so much, so yeah. cover so much ground. So that's the adjustments that need to be made. When you play against weaker teams, you can you can get away with it mm-hmm. almost, right? But um, So that was the perfect adjustment. And, the, and then that, that second half. Second half was all us. All you. Second half was all us. I would have loved to play them again. Yeah. Um, but it was, and again, you never want to say a game isn't important, but that game wasn't important. It was. You know, we were. Uh, I think it was about a week before sectional, or sorry, a week before the NFL finals, uh, maybe two weeks before sectionals. But it was, we got out of it, or at least I got out of it, exactly what I wanted to get out of it. Yeah. The girls got a high level game, win or loss, a, a high level game against a high level team. And it got them this. These are the type of teams we're going to play in sectionals. One hundred percent. These are the type of teams that we're going to. Team. And and it yeah. was it all rolled into one. Yeah, yeah. And it was a fantastic season. I, coach, I'll say it again. Forget about the end, because to me that was gravy. Everything up to that sectional win, it was a magical season. It, it was, really was. And we're looking to repeat that magic next year. Awesome. All right, we're going to get into our hot seat questions. Five questions. Okay. Bouncing back and forth to each other. All right. All right. You I'll, know, I knew this was coming. Uh-oh. Did you I, I know prepare I had, this time? No. I, I, <laughs> I, I, I've been so busy at work and everything that I, as I was driving up, I go, oh, wait a minute. At the end, we're going to have a question. I should have thought of something. But I, I'm good on that. It's funny because I'll do the flat. same thing. I'll come Whether I'm coming home from uh, practice or work or whatever, I'll be like, you know what? I didn't even think of any questions yeah. yet. Damn it. <laughs> right, we'll uh, get them. We'll get them. Yeah, you just think of a random. Good on the fly. In fact, I'm going to come up with one. Um, Christmas is right around the corner. Um, what's the, uh, what's the Christmas, uh, tradition at the Strangio house? Or is there like a, a a, a tradition at the Strangio house? Uh, uh, Yes. Christmas is big in the Strangio family. 
and I married into a family that it's also big. So we all love Christmas. So growing up, Christmas was always at our house. We did Christmas Eve and Christmas Day at our house. Okay. If the family would come over Christmas Eve, go home, come back Christmas Day. So that was always a big thing. So we always had, now my parents are getting older, our family keeps expanding. We are up to for Christmas Eve, and then everybody starts getting married. So then you, you we'd go to one house for half of Christmas Eve and then go here. We'd be traveling all over the place. So, And, you know, everybody is start, starting to get spouses, including the nieces, nephews, and, and all that. So um, we had to get everybody together, and we just happened to have a nice little space that we can get everybody together because we're 70 people now. I was going to say. So it's big between all of, you know, my, my dad has nine brothers and sisters. So then all their kids and then their kids, it just keeps expanding. Can't fit in somebody's house anymore. So we go to Antonio's. So Christmas Eve every year is in Antonio's. And we do all the fishes. It's all no meat. It's all the, the same tradition growing up with the stocco and the bacala and everything, right? So. Oh. Absolutely. And, the, and my dad will make, uh, he loves making the pasta with all the fishes, and everybody loves it. So it's all good. We may not do bacala this year. But anyway, that that's uh, neither here nor there. We have those <laughs> traditions, and I love it because we keep the whole Strangio family together. And then on Christmas Day, then we'll just come to my house, and my whole wife's side of the family comes over. and It's more and of a we, smaller, intimate. Smaller, but it's at our house and whatever. And, and uh, then we a lot of meat that day because uh, can't eat meat on Christmas Day. Oh, for Eve. sure. So that's that's the law. So uh, so that's it. So it's always all about family. It's always about getting together, togetherness, and that's the main tradition. It's you know when everybody's oh what should I bring? What should I bring? And it's not about any of that. We'll have some food. It's about getting together, being yeah. together on Christmas. This is everybody as a family getting together, and it's important to us and. And it's important to me to keep our family, even as we grow, because it's easy to sort of splinter for my kids to know their all of their cousins and be close with them. So, that to to me, the tradition is togetherness. Oh, for sure. My uh, my my wife's grandfather used to say that all the time. The most important thing is togetherness. Is that the the gold falcons? <laughs> Go fal- Once a falcon, always a falcon. It. Um. And can I tell you how much fun it was hearing that Gold Falcons cheer every time? Awesome. Is that, that 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 was from your your wife's father, right? Your father in law. Oh, or, that, my that, that's my father in law. Your father in law. Gold Falcons. The girls yeah, by the him. end of the. I mean, you it know was, what I love? It was fantastic. That Lauren put it in the video at the end. Of oh, the year. hundred percent. Really cool. That was really nice. Hundred percent. We played that for him. He was pretty excited about that. Yeah, he was very. He was the number one fan. He, he oh was, God, we looked forward to it. Yeah. I mean, it and it was great because. He did it whether we were up eight nothing, we yeah. might have been down a goal. <laughs> like you, you just you knew it was coming. Yeah, Matt you knew Mosier it was coming. At one point goes, Frank, tell your father in law he hasn't done the goal. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I, I mean, it I'm... was it was just everybody's waiting for it, <laughs> and he he just knew he knew when to pull it out. And the girls on the bench they they heard it and they got that extra they got that extra jolt. Cool. So we'll have to give him. Uh, We'll have to give him an award too. To give him one of the NFL uh, patches. Awesome. He was, cool. he was what the the twelfth man. Yeah, there you the, go. The twelfth man award. Awesome. But um, no, and it's funny the same kind of the same traditions, you know. And uh, coming from an Italian family, it was always we celebrated on the Christmas Eve. 
Uh, we always did it at uh, my Norna's house. Um, we'd get all the aunts and uncles, the cousins. Um, and then Christmas Day was uh, um, more just laid back. Yeah. More we'd go to we'd go to my mom's. Um, it was usually just us kids, right. you know. Then maybe uh, you know an aunt or uncle would stop over just for you That's know right. a little maybe dessert or something. You know, you you'd you'd travel around and visit everybody, but it was just a quick you know in for coffee, yeah. nothing big. But it was always, uh, it's funny where you get, it seems to be like the Italian, but a lot more of like the European um, uh, families where they'll do the Christmas Eve as opposed to, Christmas you know, some Eve of the, the, the they one, do right. the Christmas Day. You know, it seems in America yeah. that's where it's family, family. Right. But for us, it was always, it was always Christmas Eve. Yeah. That was, that was the Super Bowl. Yep. That was the big one. That's Christmas right. Eve Day was, okay, it's yeah. Christmas Day, but it's, yeah, it's more, it's more closer. It's about the presents. Yeah. <laughs> Cool. Uh, what's your favorite food on Christmas to eat? Ooh. Um, we talking meal or are we talking dessert or a little? You know what? I'll give one of each. Yeah. I'll give one of each. Um, I guess I'll, for dessert, I'll say, uh, hmm, there's so many. I know my, my, my aunt, uh, Maya, would make uh, graham cracker pudding squares that were just fantastic uh there's so many my my aunt suzette would make the ambrosia um everything was just so good but um i'm gonna say the homemade cannolis uh my oh, uncle my nice. uncle joe giuseppe he would make uh the cannolis you know the, the homemade yeah, filling yeah, the yeah. homemade shells awesome um sometimes i mean especially if you got there early enough you'd get them right out of the oven i mean just just fantastic the shells were still warm when you're putting in the the ricotta and the cream and everything. So, for dessert, I'll say the the homemade cannolis. Uh, food. It's I know. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, yeah. My my thing was: Do you like the? Are you a fish guy? Do you like the fishes on on Christmas Eve, or do you like the the meal on Christmas Day better? Like, I'm, I'm not. I'm. I gotta say, I was never one for the fish sauce. I was never one. I I I, I don't say I hate it. I, it's just not one of my favorites. I'm not a seafood guy. I don't. Yeah. I don't like. Seafood. I, I like seafood. So I, I, I love plain seafood, pasta yeah. on on Christmas Eve. Absolutely. I love the Christmas Day where we can eat the the good stuff. Yes. To me, the good stuff. Real oh, pasta that's... with meat and yep. and chicken cutlets and all the yeah. That or even sense. the lasagna on Christmas lasagna. Eve. It would be like the meatless lasagna. Uh, like, nah, it's good, but it's not. Yeah, yeah it's, it's not, not great. No, that's it's right. uh. So yeah, Christmas Day. If we're talking Christmas Day, yeah, like, oh yeah, the like ham, the, Christmas, the lasagna. I like the Christmas Day meal better than Christmas Eve, even though I think I'm in the minority there. But no, I'm I'm with you on that one. Just because you can with the oh, yeah everything. How about you? Uh, say, it's what I'm saying for sure. The it, Christmas Day meal for me, the desserts obviously the Italian cookies. All the ants make all the Italian cookies. I eat way too much of that at oh, the end, God, yeah. and even the night of, I I'll eat the pasta, and sometimes I'll even eat it without the fish in it. But I just like the plain pasta the night before, and whatever other non meat items like the bro- broccoli rob or whatever. But on Christmas Day, anything that we make that has the you know the good traditional Italian stuff, that's my my favorite. Oh, for sure. Yeah. All right. Uh... I guess I'll cheap out a little bit here. We'll go with the. We'll keep with the the Christmas theme for mine at least. Um, favorite. Uh, we'll we'll do two parts here. Favorite toy or gift that you either received and then one that you've given. Like favorite one that you've given. Favorite one that you've received. Oof. Okay. Um, f- 
for me, I know for me, the favorite one, the best one that I gave, I was, uh, was first year out of college. Uh, so I was teaching down in Baltimore. Um, so first like real job. Um, I came home, I was able to buy, uh, my parents a brand new, uh, Dell computer. Wow. Um, and I, I did all the upgrades. I got it with, you know, the, the CD ROM or the, the, the CD, uh, where you could write the CDs. Yeah, right. Uh, I know some of the kids are like, CDs, what the hell's a CD? <laughs> but, you know, you did the CD, the DVD, like everything was at that time top of the line. Yeah. Um, and I did it where, you know, uh, I had um, my younger brothers, you know, they were like, listen, give me give me 50 bucks and I'll put your name on the card. I'll say it's from all of us. I didn't give it, you know, I didn't care. Yeah. So they, you know, my, my younger brother, Richie, who's 10 years younger than me, he gave me like $10. You know, my brother Joey was... So it was, you know, it was a gift from everybody. Um, it was, but just to, uh, I remember how I gave it. I I had it shipped to my, because I was in Baltimore, so I didn't want to drive it home. So I had it shipped to my Aunt, my, uh, my Aunt May's house. Um, my cousin Danny, uh, we, when I was home, uh, I, I came home, I think two or three days before Christmas at my mom's. Um, I had him uh, drive it over when I knew my parents weren't there. So I hid it at the house. Um, I didn't put it under the tree. At some point, right before we were doing gifts, I kind of snuck in the back. I hooked everything up, and then um, I yelled into uh, into my mom. I'm like, "Mom, the damn computer like messed up my files." As I come in, while everybody's, we had Christmas at my mom's house that uh-huh. year, so aunts and uncles, everybody was there. I was like, "The damn computer!" I was like, "Come here." Sure enough, she comes in here. The bow's on top, and you know they were excited. So I did the big reveal. So that was the best gift that I gave. Uh, I, I loved, uh, I loved that. That one came to mind just because it was one where, you know, you're right out of college. I think I was twenty one, twenty two at the time. You finally had some money. You finally had money that was your own that you could give. So that one will always come to mind. And uh, one of the best ones that I that I received um, was, uh, and this is dating me again too, but the old uh, Nintendo. Not oh, not the yeah. Super Nintendo. Yeah, We're yeah. talking like the old eight bit Su- Super Bowl Tecmo. Oh, Tecmo! I love that game. It's my One of my game favorites. Of all time. Um, but when my mom gave it for Christmas, you know, you had the you got the it was the big. I think I was eight or nine, ten somewhere around there. We got that, and it had the 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 guns for yeah. the duck hunt. Duck hunt. <laughs> um, it was uh, that was probably the, one of my favorites uh, as a kid that I received. Yeah. So those are, um, those are my two. Yeah, I, I I guess you know all over the years, you know, I always say, "What do you what do you want for Christmas?" I don't I don't need anything. You know, I don't want anything. You I just want to be together and everything. Yep. But you know, as a kid, I remember the one year in the brand names catalog, I circled the goalie pads <laughs> and the net, yes. and I got them both. Man, I think a lot of people like catalog. What the hell? Is I know, catalog? I know. That's what I, I wanted to throw in. How old I am? So, uh, 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 anyway, I got. I just that one. I re- remember sticking out because I remember we went right to the garage and we played at Christmas Eve or Christmas Day with my cousins. We played, and then for years we would play street hockey oh, all yeah. winter in the street. And we had those goalie pads and the good net with the the PVC. It was really cool, and we were all Buffalo. I was Gilbert Pearl. I was going to say in the, uh, in the in the street. So that was always that was that's one that sticks out. I've gotten a ton of great gifts. My my wife, my kids are awesome, so they they always give me cool stuff. But giving, I feel like what we have come to in our lives is we have enough stuff, mm-hmm. 
And getting more stuff or giving more stuff is kind of trivial. It's stuff that you don't, you know, you give stuff that you need, but not, you know, material stuff. So what we've been trying to do with my wife is is to think of experiences, right? Yes. So, like, we, we've done little trips as an experience, but recently my kids, especially over COVID, that's all they did was watch Hamilton over and over. <laughs> so, okay. So we got tickets for Hamilton. Oh, for very nice. And my nieces, too. So we went out to dinner, and we are going to go to Hamilton. Now, the Buffalo show got canceled because of the, the cast got COVID. And then it kept getting rescheduled, rescheduled. Okay? Finally, we made up for it. We went. We bought tickets. We went, flew to New York City, and we bought tickets in New York, and we got to see it on Broadway. So it ended up even better. Oh, beautiful. So that was really awesome. So I think giving the gift, because my kids seeing it so many times on whatever it was, I think it was on Disney+. Plus. We watched it so many times, and they were really into it. They loved the history, but they loved everything about it, especially Alyssa. It's all she did was saying Hamilton constantly, <laughs> right? She would listen to it. And um, so then when we got to see it on Broadway, that was a great, you know, rewarding thing to g- have them be able to experience that. So for me, it's about experiences, whether it's, you know, doing something as a family and, and stuff. Those are, to, right now, I think those are the best gifts because, um, that's something that will last in your memory forever. The trinket's going to be oh, know, for sure. tossed to the side after. So that's, Oh, absolutely. I, that's what I would say. And uh, that's one thing. Um, uh, my daughter Sarah's in uh, her junior year at Syracuse. Uh, that's why I'm rocking the Syracuse nice. stuff. You know, proud, proud, proud papa. But um, she's kind of gotten to the point where, you know, we, we've done a lot of the overseas trips to this trip to that trip. Um, I asked her this year, I was like, you know, Okay, I, I mean, I know you're at that age. You know, she's she'll be 21 soon. But like, I know you're at that age where it's kind of money or gift cards. Right. I was like, what do you want? She's and she looks at me. She's like, make me something. I'm like, what do you mean, make you something? <laughs> she's like, make me something. She's like, be creative. So, I, I'll tell you what I made her off air, but because I don't want to, yeah. you know, if she listens, I don't want to spoil it. Cool. But I, 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 it was. Uh, it was so much fun to. Oh, that's to make, awesome! And, and I'm, because it comes from the heart too, you know. And I'm that's looking awesome. at it, and all during the thing, I'm like, I'm like, damn it, she's. I was like, I, this is. <laughs> I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll tell you uh, yeah, what afterwards. But it's. Uh, I'm looking forward. Uh, this this might top the uh, the computer that oh, I gave my parents. Oh, that's so this, awesome! This, is, this will this be is your be next fun. next year. This, this might be, this will my, be the guest best gift. Oh, you absolutely! Gave. That's awesome. But, uh, it, it's fun, and you know she'll get some other stuff too because you know of course yeah. You, but uh, um, no, this one I, I'm looking I, I'm forward to. I'm not saying opening. we're immune to giving real gifts because we do, oh, and the for kids sure. want the gifts. But I just think it's more special when it's an experience. Yes. That's all. Oh, absolutely. In fact, my you know, my wife, uh, I told you, gave me the uh, took me to London. You know, took uh, Sarah and I to London for the the Bills game. Which was fantastic, except Amazing. for the except for the damn Bills game. I know, but uh, but they're back one. on track. Yeah, they're back on yeah, track. That's that was going to be my next question. Okay, but um, you can ask it. Can I do two? And there, absolutely. So, I think we're on question four. So this okay. can be four A and four B. Four A and four B, and uh, the 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 first one is going to be the more fun one, and that is, can the Bills win out? Do you think we'll 100%. win? Will will we? Because if they do, they have a shot at this. Can they win the division? 100%. And then can we make a run? And without that guaranteed four losses and a Super Bowl later, can we make a legit shot at the Super Bowl this year? I tell you what, there's always that There's always that, uh, that cliche, I guess, or notion where they're playing the best ball at their time. They're playing their best ball. And I think we caught that right now. Right. I think we absolutely will win out 
Um, in fact, I'll go. I, I know we only need Miami to lose one. I'll. I don't think Miami wins another game this season. Wow. I think they lose uh, Sunday to Dallas. I think they lose the following Sunday to Baltimore, and I think they lose to Buffalo. I still think Miami gets in. Yeah. Um, it'd be nice if Miami got That'd out. That'd be awesome. But Buffalo absolutely wins the AFC East. Um, I think they're going to come in. At... It'd be nice if they got the second seed, but Kansas City, I think, has an easier schedule, so I don't yeah. necessarily see Kansas City tripping up, and we need them to lose at least one. But I think Buffalo will get at least the third seed, if not the second seed, um, which puts us on pace to either uh, play, uh, either go to Kansas City for the second round or um, host the second round if we can get up to that awesome. second yeah. that second seed. I've got, uh, I'll go this far. I'll say I've got Buffalo and Baltimore in the AFC Championship game, I've got Buffalo beating I, Baltimore. I like our odds. And I've got Buffalo in San Francisco in the Super Bowl. That's awesome. Um, and Chris Berman's dream. Absolutely. <laughs> the uh, the O.J. Simpson Bowl. There you, you go. Know, where you play both <laughs> games on there. But uh, And honestly, and I was talking about this with a couple buddies of mine, the only team right now that would give me any pause or any worry would be San Francisco. I yeah, think San they, Francisco is so many weapons. Christian McCaffrey, I think, was just that missing piece. Yeah. Now again, though, can he stay healthy? That's right. Can he stay That's healthy? Is he burnt out in the playoffs? Yep. Um, but I see it's going to be a Buffalo, uh, Buffalo San Francisco awesome. Super Bowl, and I think not. Knock on wood. Knock on wood. I, I think we finally right, let's do it. We finally give it. Now, if you would have asked me this question four weeks ago, you, no you, you would have got, we got a different answer. We would have got a different answer. We were reeling, but um, yeah, I think it's I think it's us. Cool. Now, same question. Okay, you, so okay. Oh, sorry. Oh, yeah. You, you, no, no. I fully believe that this team has had it in them all year, and that they needed to eliminate the beating yourselves. Yes. The the shooting themselves in their foot, and then they would be okay. The way they're clicking now on offense and the way they played this last game or two on defense, I think I definitely think they could win out, and I think that they can make a run. In the beginning of the season, we said this is a Super Bowl team, right? Vaughn Miller is still not healthy, and every week he makes little marginal changes. And he this week he finally was starting to get a little bit of pressure on the quarterback. Yep. So if – he continues to get stronger and stronger, and he becomes Vaughn Miller again in the playoffs, that's a weapon that we really didn't have all year that could be unleashed because the guy can get to the quarterback when he's healthy. So that that's that's a weapon. And Rasul Douglas was a miracle because I yes. thought we were going to be dead at the, the uh, DB position. You know, I just found out Kyrie Elam has been playing with a, a torn ligament or a broken bone in his foot all year. That's why last year at the end of the year, he was pretty good. Yeah. In I the playoffs, I he was, was pretty good. Yeah. So if he gets healthy, it would be good. But Benford has been awesome, too. Benford's been amazing. So I think that, yes, I do believe we can make a run. I feel good. And I know if we get there, we can win it. I oh, believe 100%. it. I do. We My, better win. I can't take another Super Bowl loss. I, know, <laughs> I can't take another I know. Super that's Bowl why, loss. That's why I even paused with the with the four, but then we're guaranteed one. I would just rather win the one first. Then we could lose as many as you oh, want. Oh, we win care. one. I don't get yeah. Lose 35 in a row. It's, I don't care. Just give me the one. Exactly. Um, my other question was, because we didn't bring this thing come up at all, what is going on with the Sabres? 
Now, <laughs> now, wait. Let's do a, a quick answer because I know this. We could have an hour on this. I was gonna say, you want to come back next yeah, Wednesday? Maybe we'll talk about that then. <laughs> no, we'll we'll do the quick the quick response. Yeah. I uh, I'm so disappointed the way and and I know you can never judge um, one season based on the previous season's mm-hmm. success, especially the pros because you got different players coming in yeah. and out, different teams, different this and that. But just the way last season ended, how young we were, the experience we got. I know we fell a little short, but it was almost like we made that playoff run, but we just fell, you know, one point short. I really thought the expectations were there, should have been there. And who knows? Maybe they They turn turn it it around. around, There's still a lot of time, but they better start soon. It's, (laughs) It's been... The thing that's been so disappointing, especially after some some soccer games and soccer practices, I mean, I'm not getting home till seven seven thirty eight o'clock at night. You go to flip on the game, and it's already three nothing. Yeah. It's already four to one. It the game is already over before the first period is even done, and you kind of look, but like, Jesus Christ, I don't want to watch a game that they're yeah. losing four nothing. I mean, it's I, it's, it's it's been so disappointing. I was at the game last night. I um. I had really high hopes for the team because I the young core is awesome, but they played with heart, desire, and passion. And there's been none of that this year. the The biggest reason last year they didn't make the playoffs was goaltending. I'll, yeah. I'll maintain that. I thought we had something with Levi. He finished the last year strong. He was looked good in the beginning of the preseason. He got shelled one game, and then after that, he wasn't the same. They sent him down to Rochester which was great for him. He came back. He was playing good again. Last night, some of those goals, I was like, what's going on, right? So I, they're still not they, – they're still lacking in goal. Yes. Other teams beat us because their goalkeepers keep them in games. Yes. That said, they are not playing – I've had season tickets for a few years, and I, was, I go through the Eichel years, and as much talent as they had, they never – were exciting to watch. No. They were just boring and just not – It maybe it was the coaching, whatever it was, they were just not fun to watch. Last year, that they team fun. was fun to watch. They gave everything. They played with speed and passion and desire. And, and now this year, it's back to their flat again. Yeah. When they want to, they, they just beat the Golden Knights and they beat the Bruins before that. Those games, they, they got fired up when they – come out and kind of just start going through the motions, which is what I see a lot, and I don't know why. I don't. I just don't know. I don't know what it is. I Maybe, you know, I, they have some top-level talent, and then they have a lot of kind of maybe loafing players. I don't know what it is, but it's frustrating because I, I had high hopes. A hundred percent, and uh, I'll kind of ask two questions on this a little bit. Um, first of all, do you think it's and you get some of the some of the you know I'll, I'll listen to the sports radio shows or you just get some guys oh it's the coach's job to get them fired up it's the coach's job to get them ready for the game it's the coach's job to get them that's why they're coming out flat is it the coach's job to really get a professional athlete do you need a your coach professional athlete should be pumped up themselves yes. look a, a coach can help that and they can you get the yeah, speech I, you I, get I the pride this, myself but... on getting kids up for big games by you know, getting in their ear and getting pumped up. They're teenagers, yeah. right? These are professional athletes. You're getting paid. 
you shouldn't need a coach. Well, no, that's bonus. You, if they do, but you shouldn't you need, need a coach it. to do that. You should get yourself pumped up. You're making a lot of money. Go out there and give everything. Yeah. The fans deserve it. You know? And do you think, and, and this kind of kicks back to your goaltending, I absolutely 100% agree they missed the playoffs last year because of goaltending. Mm. Even if they had a goaltender who was sub three, yeah. which nowadays is nothing. Right. Um, I mean, all three of their goaltenders were, I think the best one was a 3-3, three, 3-2. Three, yeah. three, You're not going to win that one. But was it irresponsible or foolish for the Sabres to think that they were going to be cured by a young Devin Levi, who's what, 20, 21, 22? Just out of where, college. Where, honestly, you don't, you don't see that. No. It's not like... It's not like you see the rare, okay, McDavid 18, uh, yeah, but Eichel 19. but they're not goalies. Goaltenders take long to develop. I think they said the last time a goaltender Levi's age came in and led a team to the playoffs was way back in the Barrasso days. Steve Penny? I mean, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, was it irresponsible? Yes. And they and they had salary cap room. Yeah. It's not like they're like the Bills where they well, they only have a million or the only they have plenty of room. Was it irresponsible of them not to go out and make a trade and maybe give a player away like a Krebs or like a, a, a Quinn or somebody kind of mortgage a little bit of the future? Right. Um, I like those two players, to, but to go but out yeah. and, yes, and get a was solid goaltender. 100%. Because I know that the name was uh, who's the uh, Clutterbuck? Yeah, from Winnipeg. Right. You know, apparently he might have been available for the right price. Right. You put him on this team right now. You put him on that team last year. It's a difference maker. You're talking, not only are you talking making the playoffs, you're talking this is a team that can make a deep run. Right. Maybe not win it all, but, right. you know, maybe get to the semis, maybe get to the uh, conference finals. We saw him go on finals. those runs when they can get hot. They got some goal scorers. And I mean, I just, yeah, I just think that was very uh, foolish or very irresponsible to think that. Well, Hamilton said it. They, they, he said yesterday, I know he was frustrated because he's more of a cheerleader, but he said, this team falls in love with their players, yes, and uh, they they won't move on. And, and I think uh, that's going to cost them. Yeah, that thing. And and not only is it the coaching staff, I think you because have. Because I owner. love Don Granado, but oh yeah, yeah. But I think sometimes you have an owner too that kind of falls in love yeah, with right. players, falls in love with. Let's be honest. And as a coach, you fall in love with your players, but not every player on your team is an all star. Right. Not every player on your team is going to be. Unless it's Niagara Wheatfields girls, then, you know we're we're all all stars. <laughs> That's right. But um, I think you you gotta understand when okay, this guy's good, but we don't want to lose him. But he can get us somewhere better in a position that we suck at right now. Right, right. Yeah, and sometimes you gotta sacrifice for the future. That's it. But uh, and I guess we'll do uh, this will be like a four C because then we'll get into a fifth one. But this will be a four C. I think I might have asked you this last time. Would you rather, if you could only get one in your lifetime, a Stanley Cup or a Super Bowl? Uh, Super which Bowl. one? I, I think. Yeah. Now, flip side, which one do you think is harder to get? Is it harder to win a Super Bowl or is it harder to win um, in the NHL playoffs and win a the Stanley NHL Cup? The NHL playoffs are the most exciting and toughest playoffs to get through. I agree. So I think it is probably tougher to get a Stanley Cup. But not too many teams win a Super Bowl. Seems it's, like it's always the same, right? Yeah. So, so you know, I think it's tougher to win the Stanley Cup, but I, uh, I, I would rather have the Bills win. I think so. Either way, I think the city's shutting down. Yeah, the city's shutting down for sure for maybe a week or so. No doubt. <laughs> All right. Uh, question five. Uh, let's see. Do we got one to wrap up? 
Uh, your turn. Uh, it's, on you. <laughs> it's, it's, it's on me here. <laughs> if you want me to think of one, I will. But all right, we'll do. Uh, we've kind of done the, the football or the Christmas theme. Favorite Christmas movie. Ooh, favorite okay. Christmas movie. Okay, so what I what I have to watch every year to get in the Christmas spirit is a Christmas Carol. And I like the one with George C. Scott, black okay. and white. So you're talking real old school. Old school, okay. because that one for me means it's Christmas. So, not that that's the most entertaining one. There's a ton of great ones. I love Christmas Vacation, and I love, you know, we the Home Alone was on last night. I like uh, the Charlie Brown Christmas. I like all that stuff. But for me, the Christmas a Christmas Carol is. Gets you into the Christmas spirit and what's what it's really all about. It just says Christmas to you. That's I it. like it. Um, mine uh, in our family, and and I'm more of the I like the goofy ones, like yeah. the Elf, the Four Christmases, Love the this that. Yeah. They're all great. But uh, and and you named it earlier, um, National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. Yeah, that's awesome. That <laughs> uh, that that gets us. And there and there's a few. Like I said, Elf. Um, and then, you know, you'll watch the Miracle on 34th Street, yeah. uh, the White Christmas, the this and that. But um, National Lampoons, that's that's mm-hmm. just mm-hmm. when, I mean, it's when you're, who can't relate to when you're plugging in the lights <laughs> and they just don't work and it's just, come on, they got to go. I mean, it's, it's me every it's... year. <laughs> the, the, my wife was just uh, getting very frustrated because she does lights around the banister and half of them yeah. just went out. She goes, it couldn't wait another f- one week to yeah. go out, and then for me, I'm always like flicking them. But like, come on, yeah, it's got to yeah, be. Yeah. It's one light. It's one light. Uh, come on, it's just one light that's messing it up. So frustrating. Uh, yeah, that's that's a great movie. Beautiful. Well, Frank, thank you for coming on. I know we, uh, like I said, we went. This was a long episode. Oh, we could probably geez. have doubled and kept going and going and going. Dang. But uh, thank you so much. Um, open invite. You know, Thanks you so are much. you are I back anytime. It. Thank you. Um, Bring the family, bring your brother. You know, it, yeah. it'd, it'd be great to to have the whole Strangio clan on here. Awesome. But but uh, thank you. Um, and again, anybody looking for banquets out there, you know, hit up Frank at Antonio's. Um, I can tell you, it's it was outstanding. Um, the food is fantastic. And again, there's not many places outside of uh, my house or my mother's house or my family's house that I'll eat sauce at, and that is definitely. One of them was amazing sauce. Thanks, Larry. I'll drop off the uh, envelope for that plug <laughs> later. <laughs> no, I meant Thank every you. word of it. It was a it was a pleasure coming on, just like the last time. It's great. You're so easy to talk to. This isn't this this just feels like a conversation, and I love every minute of it. It's great. I and I appreciate. I, I told you before. I'm honored that you even asked me to be on. So thank hey, you. open invite. Thank you. Open invite, my friend. Appreciate it. Great talking to you. All right, make sure you guys tune in next week for another episode of Stories from the Sidelines. Go Bills.